You let it slip out that TMZ had been alerted to your filing of the domestic violence restraining order, didn't you? I disagree. That's not what I'm talking about. TMZ is the same outlet that you released the video of Mr. Depp attacking the kitchen cabinets the day before this deposition was taken, wasn't it? I didn't do that. I don't TMZ know how owns to do that. The copyright to that video now, doesn't it? I have no idea what TMZ owns. Do they owns. pay you for that? They do. I never got paid for it because I had nothing to do with that. So TMZ was just lucky in getting the inside scoop to your divorce from Mr. Depp, huh? I have no idea. It is not, that's not my area of ex expertise. I wouldn't even know how to do that. And also, what does that get me? If I wanted to leak things about Johnny, I could have done that in a much more successful way, in a bigger way. Bigger for way. Years not when years. you were extorting him for $7 million? I got a fraction of what I was entitled to in the state of California, by the way. Right. What extortion? I have a picture of it underneath the makeup. That's how I know how to reference it. A picture you haven't produced or shown to this jury, mm. right, Ms. Heard? I absolutely, mm. I produced everything. But you haven't shown it to this jury? I would very much like to. It's not my job. Oh. <laughs> I mean, she said it was so bad, they're saying that she had thought her nose was broken. So something like that. It's not no makeup that's going to cover it. Oh, I put some ice on top of it. I rub it in. You know, and it's going to make it go down and like it's going to go away. I don't come on, man. Come on, man. You got to be kidding me with that. Come on, man. Why wouldn't they submit it? Or why wouldn't they put it up for evidence? It's kind of strange. You know, for somebody that all they do is take pictures of the entire relationship. That's all you do. How, how come you don't got that? How come they don't put that up? You show me uh, the banana stuff on the floor, the picture frames on the bed, a piece of glass on a carpet. You don't got that? What you got that? It's kind of weird. It's a little weird. It's just this family. <laughs> bits and pieces. It's recording bits. Oh, I've messed up that anyway. Bits and pieces. Bombshell evidence. Shocking. Disturbing. It's just there smiling. And this was the day he beat you to a pulp, hit you multiple times. Yes. And it's your testimony that he wears rings all the time. Yes. And this is the injury. Yes. He beat me over the head savagely so, multiple times over and over. Yeah, I think it's time. I missed out the last part. The last part is kind of funny. Okay. So we're going to have a live uh, witness now. <laughs> I don't know who it is, but it should be interesting. And I got to fix this screen, too. Thank you, Molly. Appreciate that. Thanks. Let me fix this. Got a live one. Yes. All right. Be seated. Your next witness. We, we call Ron Schnell. Oh, that's S C H N E L L. Thank you, sir.
please introduce yourself to the jury. I'm Ron Schnell. And what is your current job title, Mr. Schnell? I'm a director at Berkeley Research Group. And could you briefly describe your educational background since high school? I have a master's degree in computer science. Do you have an undergraduate degree? I do not. And can you explain to the jury why not? Um, uh, when I was a kid, uh, there was a lot of publicity about me because uh, I was a professor at NYU. When I was 14, um, NYU actually offered me to go into their freshman class when I was 14, but I decided that I wanted to experience the social aspect of high school, so I turned them down, but by the time I got to college, uh, they skipped me from undergraduate to graduate. So when did you receive your master's degree from Syracuse University? It wasn't until 2008, actually. And, and why, why wasn't it until 2008? So um, because of my previous background while I was at Syracuse, um, including I, I did work at MIT um, in the artificial intelligence lab for uh, the, the two founders of artificial intelligence, Patrick Winston and um, Marvin Minsky. Um, I was immediately lured to industry even while I was in graduate school, and eventually they offer you enough money where you have to take them up on it. So what, so when you were lured away from Syracuse University, uh, what did you do? I worked at Bell Labs um, on something called the Unix operating system. Um, Unix is Linux. Uh, an operating system, which is the core of the computer, what makes everything work. Um, Microsoft Windows is an operating system. Mac OS is an operating system. You may have heard of Linux, which is, um, you know, Unix was the predecessor to Linux. So I worked on the kernel of the Unix operating system at Bell Labs. And, and when was that, approximately? What year? Uh, 1986. And, and how long did you work at Bell Labs? Um, a couple of years. And what did you do after Bell Labs? After that, um, I was lured away to uh, IBM. So I worked at IBM on their version of the Unix operating system, which was called AIX, also working on the kernel and managing other programmers working on the kernel. And can you just briefly explain what the kernel is? Right, the kernel is the center of the operating system, so it actually controls the piece of software that controls the whole computer. So it gets down to the bit level where it's uh, actually really, everything that goes on the computer has to go through the kernel. Okay. And what did you do after IBM? Um, after IBM, uh, I founded a startup company. What was the name of that startup company? It was called Secure Online Systems. And what did Secure Online Systems do? It was a company that uh, wrote software for mainframe computers running the various versions of the Unix operating system. And were there any other investors in Secure Online Systems, Inc.? Yeah. Um, my business partner in that was Sylvester Stallone. And what, what eventually happened to Secure Online Systems? Well, it was, um, it was as I said, a, a software product that ran on mainframe computers running Unix. Um, and we actually completed the product and it ran very well, but mainframes running Unix kind of ceased to exist back then, so we had to shut it down. So what did you do after uh, the, the company shut down? Um, then I went to work at uh, Sun Microsystems, working on their version of Unix, which is called Solaris, uh, also working on the kernel. And approximately how long were you there at Sun? Approximately five years. And um, did you also work for Drivers Aces Inc.? 
Right. Coincident with that, I also uh, found that another startup called Driver Aces, um, and we wrote what are called device drivers to run on the Unix operating systems. Um, a device driver actually teaches the computer how to talk to hardware devices. So it also runs within the kernel. Uh, have you founded any other startups? Yes. And what, what was the other startup? What was at least one of the other startups? So um, the last startup I founded uh, was called MailCall.com, M-A-I-L. Um, and that was a, a startup that allowed you to uh, read and manage your email on your uh, cellular phone before there were smartphones. So a computerized voice would read you your email and you could speak a reply into the phone or send it to a fax machine, basically let you manage your email on the road. And what happened to mailcall.com? Um, I sold that to a public company in 2000. And what did, what did you do after that? Um, after that, I um, ended up working uh, at Equifax, one of the three credit bureaus in the United States, uh, running software development for their uh, internet marketing division. Um, and how long, did you, how long were you in that position? Until 2005. And what happened in 2005? In 2005, I was asked to run uh, what's called a monitorship uh, for the D.C. District Court um, in, for, for two cases, uh, U.S. versus Microsoft and New York et al. versus Microsoft, uh, the two largest antitrust cases in, in U.S. history. So I was uh, responsible for running that organization. Um, I hired 93 people over six and a half years to, to perform that monitorship. And what, what type of work were you doing in that monitorship? Um, highly technical work, looking at uh, all of Microsoft's uh, documents and source code and, and things like that. Um, I can't talk too much about it because of a protective order, um, but I had uh, special master powers in that, in that matter, in those matters. And you said you, you were in that position for six and a half years? Correct. So that takes us to about 2013, is that right? It was 11. 2011, okay. And um, what did you do, um, what did you do in 2011? Um, in 2011, I didn't do much until um, 2013 when I took the role as a director at Berkeley Research Group. Okay, and that's your current position, correct? Correct. And what are your responsibilities at Berkeley Research Group? So I do all sorts of things. I um, uh, Generally, I consult. I do software projects and manage software projects and architect them. But I also do things like this where I'm um, consulting in litigation and sometimes testifying in litigation. Uh, have you taught any courses? Yes. I'm uh, an adjunct professor at Nova Southeastern University. And what classes do you teach there? I teach computer security and the Unix operating system environment, although since COVID I haven't been doing that. And have you published any scholarly articles? Yes, I have two published articles, one related to um, computer security and another relating to um, antitrust enforcement using technology. And what experience do you have in statistical or forensic analysis of social media? Um, a bunch of the consulting work I've done uh, involves uh, analyzing data from social media. Um, most of them have been um, consulting for litigation. Some of them are consulting for non-litigation. Um, yeah. And is that work both in civil and criminal matters? Yes. And could you describe the work just a bit more in terms of what you've performed regarding statistical or forensic analysis of social media? 
I can't talk about the specific cases because I'm, I haven't testified on them, and some of them are awaiting indictment, most likely. Um, but in general, it's, sim it's really the same sort of stuff I've been doing here, analyzing data uh, from the, the social networks. And what social media platforms have you performed forensic analysis? All of the major ones. What are some of what are the major ones? Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Reddit. How much of your expert work is for uh, plaintiffs versus work for defendants? Well, I don't consider myself working for either plaintiff or de or defendant. I I take my role as an independent expert extremely seriously. Um, but looking at who whose counsel has hired me over the you know nine or so years I've been doing this, it's it's almost exactly equal. And how many times have you been a consulting expert? Uh, including litigation and non-litigation, hundreds. How many times have you been qualified in court arbitration or in sworn court testimony to provide expert testimony? Eight times. Have you ever been disqualified as an expert by a court? No. Uh, do you believe that your testimony will be helpful in assisting the jury understand the facts of this case? I do. Your Honor, at this time, I tender Mr. Schnell as an expert in the fields of statistical and forensic analysis of social media. Any objection? Your Honor, can we be heard? Do you want to void here? Y yes, I do. Okay, you can avoid dear. Thanks. Sir, my, my name's Wayne Dennison. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. Uh, you made here an analysis of certain tweets and hashtags, right? Right. And you made no effort to connect those tweets and hashtags to the statements being made I, by Adam Waldman. I'll sustain the objection. The voidier is just to, for his qualifications as an expert. Can we be heard, Your Honor? If you want to come Thank forward. You. So, yeah, I don't really know where this is going. Because, I, you know, for a lot of us, it's the first time kind of following the trial. Some people have been following this for a long time, but for the previous trials. But basically, because somebody was wondering and asking where are they going with this, they're doing like the other people with the experts. I guess they got to qualify them or, and let the jury know that they're qualified to be deemed, quote, unquote, an expert. And so uh, I, I guess that's what they were going through now. I don't know where it's going to take us to. I guess we'll just have to wait and see. $50,000 for three minutes. <laughs> Did Johnny's iBots abuse Amber Heard? Oh, this is about the bots. She's trying to claim draw. Uh, I think you meant to say Depp. Depp has bots. Uh, execute bot command. Shut him down. <laughs> okay, so I guess this is where we're going. Forensic social media expert. This is uh, Amber's people, but it looks like Johnny people's All talking right, so first. So, Mr. Dennison, do you have any objection? Is he moving in as an expert? No. All right, then I'll move him in as an expert in statistical and yeah, forensic analysis of social Amber media. people now. Okay. That's, I thought it was kind of weird. Yes, I don't know why question. I started with that guy. but Mr. Schnell, what were you asked to do in, uh -huh. this, in this matter? So I was asked to do several things. Um, I um, used the official Twitter APIs to uh, bring in data over certain uh, several different time spans. Um, initially, it was uh, April of... 2020 to January of 2021, um, and uh, analyzed various hashtags and things like that. 
And what is significant about April 2020? I understand that uh, April 2020 is related to um, the alleged defamatory statements by Mr. Waldman. And you, what search, you talked about APIs. What, what, is it, what does that mean? So API stands for Application Programming Interface. Um, that is a service that's provided by companies like Twitter so that um, professionals can write programs to uh, query Twitter to ask for various things. In this case, I use two of their APIs. One of them is called the Search API, and that allows you to give search terms, and it will return all the tweets containing those search terms through a certain date range. The other one is called Accounts API, and I use that, um, again, through a certain date range to return any tweet that contained that hashtag. And you just... And I should add that it may not be obvious why you need to do this, but if you just do a search on Twitter itself, it's not going to return everything. It's going to return a subset of what is out there. Um, but using these APIs, which you pay a lot of money for, uh, they sort of guarantee that you'll, you'll almost guarantee that you'll get everything. Yeah, better wipe your shit. And you mentioned hashtags. I know a lot of people know what those are, but for those who don't, what's a hashtag? Well, hashtags are... Um, a function of Twitter. They're really just part of the text of a tweet um, or, or a profile, and it, it's convenient to put things in hashtags so that when somebody searches, um, they can search for a particular hashtag and it'll, it'll come up. And um, did you uh, choose particular ha hashtags to search for? I did. And how did you choose which hashtags to use? Well, initially I was looking at uh, tweets that would be negative towards Ms. Heard. So um, I looked through uh, tweets that were negative towards Ms. Heard, and I found that uh, a, a super majority of them were using one of four different hashtags. And so overall, what did your analysis find regarding negative hashtags about Ms. Heard from April 2020 until the end of January 2021? Well, there were over 1,243,000 and change um, uses of those hashtags during that time frame you just mentioned. And did you perform an analysis of the negative hashtags from April 2020 until January 2022? Yes, I did. And what was the result of that? There were over another million, so you know, 2.38 million, I think. And how did you determine that the tweets were negative about Ms. Heard? Well, you know, I hadn't been asked that until later on in this, but I, I didn't think that that would be in controversy. I mean, some of these hashtags are are, are pretty rude and. Uh, it, it, it would really surprise me that anyone would think that they wouldn't be negative towards Ms. Heard, but when um, when I was asked about it later, I um, actually took a random sampling and, and looked at them and, and could not find any that were not negative towards Ms. Heard. And what was the random sampling that you used? I did two of them. They were a 1,000 each. And how did you determine which 1,000 uh, tweets to use in, to review in each search? I wrote a program that truly selected them at random. And in, in your experience, uh, is 2,000 tweets a meaningful sample? If they're chosen at random in this in this universe, yes. Okay. In addition to the four hashtags for Ms. Heard, did you um, review any other, did you look at any other hashtags? I did. And what hashtags did, what type of hashtags did you look for? I looked at what I found to be six hashtags that would be negative towards Mr. Depp. Okay, but Michelle, could you put up, um, Demonstrative one. So this which is, is from on the fifth page of Mr. 
about the bots, I guess. Four of Mr. Schnell's the social media. Uh, expert designation. Um, Mr. Mr. Schnell, did you create this chart? I did. And what data is this chart based on? This is based on the, um, the search API from Twitter, and it rolls up um, the number of tweets with the various hashtags by month of, e of these two years. Th yeah, three years. Your Honor, I'd like to uh, I'd make this a demonstrative sh Schnell, uh, Schnell demonstrative one. Or do you want it to be a? If I could get it one of the numbers since it's going to be part of the record, just. Okay. Um, can, can we call it Chanel Demonstrative 1 and then I will give you a number? I, well, the, the last number I have is 1837. I don't know. If, do we know if that's the last? Uh, can we make it? Can we? How about we make it 1900? That way it's not. How, can we just make it 1900? That's perfect. Okay. All right. 1900 it is. Any objections to demonstrative? No, you're All right. You can publish that. What do the bots do? Hey, Maribel. They just influence. And is this the is this the chart you made, uh, Mr. Fake impressions. It is okay. And the at the top here, there are hashtags that are in yellow. You see that? I do. Okay. And if we go all the way to the to the right, um, well, first let's let's scroll over to the left here. I, I apologize. You see, in 2020, there's the months of June and July. I do. Okay. And what are, what are these columns first tell the jury what they represent? So each of these is the number of tweets with the hashtags, um, with the corresponding hashtag during that month. Okay. And if we look at the first one in yellow, uh, you see that first hashtag, the fourth one over? I do. And are, are there any, what does it show from 2018? frankly, to July of 2020? There were, there were none. And then what happens in August of 2020? Um, well, there's a remarkable jump from July to August of 2020. It goes from zero to 13,878. <laughs> and if we scroll to the right, the last three hashtags, uh, in which are highlighted or shows the difference between June and July, what, what did your analysis show? Well, you can see that June is, is about at its steady state um, in July, there's also a remarkable jump. And that's for all three of those hashtags? That's correct. Okay. And the, and the hashtags, if we, if the hashtags that are in blue are the ones related to, to Mr. Depp, correct? Correct. Okay. Oh, by the way, what is your understanding of when the last alleged defamatory statement was made by Mr. Depp through Mr. Waldman? My understanding is that it was the end of June of okay. that year. Of 2020? Yes. Now, looking at the hashtags that are highlighted in blue for Mr. Depp, for the months of November, December, November and December of 2018 and January of 2019, what did your analysis, what does your analysis show? Well, I see a, uh, a remarkable jump in November of 2018, um, and, and, and then it starts to, well, it goes way down in December of, nine, of 18 and January of 19. And do you know when Ms. Heard wrote the op-ed in this matter? My understanding it was, is that it was December of 2018. Okay. And if we go to November of 2020 for the hashtags related to Mr. Depp, 
um, if you see the difference between October of 2020 and November of 2020, what do you see there? I also see a large jump from October to November of 2020. Okay. And if we look at the um, last hashtag in blue that says Johnny Depp is a wife beater, what does that show in terms, what did your analysis find in terms of tweets without those hashtags? It looks to me that also, I mean, there are none uh, prior to, well, little here and there, there, there are single digit ones, but prior to November of 2020, there are basically none, and then it jumps up to over 2,000. And do you know what happened in November of 2020? My understanding is that's when the UK trial ended. Okay, we can take this down. And can you put up um, demonstrative two, which will make 1901, if it, which will identify as 1901? That's fine, 1901. Any objection? No, Your Honor. All right, 1901 can be published. And Mr. Mr. Banya, um, what is what data is this chart based on? Oh, <laughs> I did the same thing, Mr. Schnell. What data is this chart based on? Uh, this chart is actually based on the data we um, just looked at, uh, but out until. Um, January of 2022, um, and it's it's just another way of displaying the numbers in graphical form so that we can see peaks and valleys. And what are the what are the dotted what are the dotted lines? So if you look at the top, you can you can see um, that the dashed lines are uh, the negative uh, hashtags towards Ms. Heard, and the solid ones are the negative hashtags towards Mr. Depp. And, and what do you, what is being shown here? What do you, in your analysis, what is shown with the uh, tweets related to Ms. Heard? Um, well, you can see that there's a huge uh, spike in February of 2020, which I believe uh, Mr. Waldman just testified that that's when he leaked an audio tape of some kind. There's also um, a notable, remarkable spike in July of 2020 in November of 2020 and then in March of 2021. And the spike in February 2020, um, that that came before the alleged defamatory statements, correct? Which one? The, sorry, the spike in, in, yeah, February 2020. That is correct. And even though that spike came in before the uh, alleged defamatory statements, um, even taking account for that spike, what time period has more negative tweets about Ms. Heard before or after April 2020? Right. So e even taking into account this this really large spike in February of 2020, and, and you look at from the beginning of 2018 until the beginning of 2022, there are uh, a majority of the negative tweets are between April of 2020 through the uh, beginning of 2022. And do you recall um, at your deposition being asked that a, spike in, that a spike in negative hashtags occurring before April 8th, right before April 8th, 2020? Objection hearsay. I would oh. ask about his attorney. Overruled. Good. I, I remember questions regarding particular dates, yes. And what's your understanding as to why there was um, more uh, – 
negative tweets in April 6th and April 7th and April 8th, 2020. Objection, no foundation. Was there more negative tweets in April 6th, on April 6th and April 7th than in April 8th, 2020, as it relates to Ms. Heard? Right. If you, if you look at the day-by-day -day, um, um, counts, which I supplied to Mr. Depp, and, um, you can see that this, there's uh, a spike that begins on April 6th uh, and goes for a few days. So on April 6th is, to my understanding, before um, what people are calling the alleged defamatory statement. And did you look at the tweets for April 6th and April 7th? I did. And what did you find? I found uh, that there are uh, Waldman statements that are the same as on the 8th, on the 6th, and the 7th. Um, the the uh, Daily Mail on the 6th and um, Vanity Fair on the 7th. And what, term, what terms were being used? Um, a, well, hoax is certainly used in, in each of them. Um, I think abuse hoax is used in one of them. I, I don't have it in front of me, but generally speaking, the in the seventh, I think it's the same exact terms that are used in the one on the eighth, but the sixth may be slightly different, but it has the word hoax. Okay. If we can go to the second page of this uh, demonstrative. What's being shown in the second page of this demonstrative? So this is generally, it's the same data as the first one, but I've removed uh, one hashtag, the Justice for Johnny Depp hashtag, because it kind of overwhelms all the others, because there are so many of them. And by removing it, it sort of rescales the graph, and you can see the others much better. And even though they looked really tiny in the in the previous page, you can see that they're big numbers, you know, over 100,000 and stuff. So um, this really, this shows, and, and if you look between the two, you can see that the, the curves are the same. So it shows like a, a mathematical correlation uh, between all the hashtags. So what do you mean by mathematical correlation? Well, they're correlated. You can see the, the numbers go up and down at, at the same place. So, so I'm understanding the hashtags are essentially all going up and down at the same times? Correct. Okay. Thank you. And, and can we put up uh, demonstrative exhibit three? Which would make 1902? 1902. That's yes. Fine. Thank you. All right, any objection to 1902? None. This is demonstrative. Yes. Okay. Publish that. Mr. Sh Mr. Schnell, did you create this chart? I did. And and what what does this chart show? So what I did was I I took the data that I supplied uh, to Mr. Depp. Uh, which was the original data from April of 2020 through January of 2021. And I searched it uh, for certain key terms, um, specifically hoax, fake, and fraud. And that's, that's what it's represented. The top part, anyway. And the top part, if you look at the, for hoax, fake, and fraud within the, and this is within the negative hashtags or it's misheard? Right. This is only searching through the ones that have one of these four hashtags in them. Okay. And and if you look at the total, oops, I'm putting that in black. Let's clear that. Oh, you saw the line, line there. What's the total number of um, times it was used in the in the negative tweets, either hoax, fake, or fraud? Eighty-one thousand one hundred twenty-one. And did you perform any other searches on the data? Yes. And what what searches did you perform? So I also looked in that same data um, for references to Waldman by itself, or Wald, and then followed by anything, followed by 
mignon or minions, minion, depending how you want to pronounce it, sort of a portmanteau of Waldman and filet mignon, I guess, or minions, um, and looked for those in, in the same data. And in terms of the percentage of the amount of times Waldman or Waldmignon was used in the negative hashtags from April 2020 through, is it January 2021? The percent? Uh, yeah, what's the percentage? Yeah, so I found over 25% of the ne negative hashtag tweets, or one out of every four on average, had either uh, Waldman or Waldmignon. And I see you ran searches for hoax, fake fraud, rather than abuse hoax in quotes or sexual violence hoax in quotes. Why, why didn't you run those searches? Objection compound. Overruled. So, I, um, so if, I, if I put them in quotes like that, say, say abuse hoax in quotes, that would require that it show up in exactly that way, with the same spacing and the same order. So if it said something like, there was abuse and there was a hoax, it wouldn't get caught. Um, so if I take the quotes out and search for them separately, search for things separately, I'll, that'll cover it and make sure that I catch everything. And based on your analysis of, of these searches within the ha negative hashtags, um, what, are the, what are the results of these searches mean? Well, um, obviously I can't read what's in people's minds, but um, you know when, when I read the um, the disclosure of Mr. Depp's expert, Mr. Banya, he stated that if these terms, uh, in particular the Waldman, Wald, uh, Waldman term. Um, Objection were, hearsay. He's an expert. No, if, if these terms had shown up um, a lot of times in the negative hashtag tweets, then that could show that um, they were, you know, paraphrasing the impetus of um, why people tweeted these. So I sort of adopted. Uh, Mr. Banya's opinion on that and um, found this large number, so I, I agree with, with Mr. Depp's expert that this could show um, a substantial correlation. And to what level of confidence do you hold the opinions you just provided to the jury? To a reasonable degree of scientific certainty. Uh, thank you, Mr. Schnell. I have no scientific. All right, cross-examination. <clears throat> it's kind of ridiculous to me. I don't know. This, this, I mean, hashtag shit, search this, just so many variables that could affect this stuff. I mean, and then, then I can imagine dragging a jury through this nonsense. Uh, sir, like this nonsense is the me. first time that you've testified as an expert as in the field of statistical and forensic analysis of social media, isn't it? I've, I've consulted on litigation for it, but it never got to testimony. That's correct. This is your first testimony. Testimony, yes. Right. And this is, and you've never been involved in a defamation case before. That's correct. Okay. And you're being compensated for your time here today and the work you did, correct? Berkeley Research Group is being compensated, right. yes. At $600 an hour. That's what they're getting paid. Right. Um, and you're aware that Mr. Depp is being sued based on allegedly defamatory statements. What are the dates of those statements? I, um, my understanding is it's... Um, there was something around April 8th, I believe April 27th and June 24th, somewhere in the end of June. Okay. Um, so, and where do you understand those statements to have resided? 
In the public media. In any particular uh, article or? I, I didn't consider that. All right. So you're not offering an opinion on how widely the articles that contain those statements were read? That's correct. And you're not offering an opinion as to how many people actually saw the language that's been attributed to Mr. Waldman? Only a, a minimum number of people who could have seen it based on the tweets that referenced him. Okay. Um, and you don't know even where those references appear in the articles? I'm not sure what you mean. Uh, the, there are statements by Mr. Waldman that appear in articles. Do you understand that? I do. Do you know in what portion of the articles the statements appear? I've looked at the articles, and um, from that I, I've seen where they appear. And, that, and where, in general, do they appear? In, in the middle, the end, what's your sense? That I'm not sure of. I mean, the ones I looked at on the 6th and 7th, I think they were towards the top. All right. So you testified that you reviewed a, a number of hashtags that you deemed were negative towards Ms. Heard. That's right? Yes. Yeah. And the, the four you picked, at least the negative ones, Justice for Johnny Depp, that's from one of them, right? That's right. Amber Heard is an abuser, that's one of them? That is one of them. We just don't like you, Amber, that's one of them? That is one of them. And the last one was Amber Turd, right? That is, an, that is another one. Okay. Um, and these four hashtags you identified and searched for, you have no, you don't believe they have any connection or you testify that you have no connection to these three Waldman statements. The hashtags aren't, aren't connected to Waldman, right? Well, I did an additional analysis that did show how many of those had Waldman connected to them, and I found that one out of four of them did. Right. But when you were deposed, you were asked whether, whether these were related, these particular hashtags were related to any of the Waldman statements, and, and you said no at that time. I said more than that. I, I did. I said I, I said I didn't know, and then and then I said um, I'm basing my. Uh, I, I'm looking at Mr. Banya's opinion, where he says they would be if they were in large number, and I'm, I'm adopting his opinion and agreeing with him that they must be connected. So, so you're adopting an opinion that hasn't been rendered in this case yet by anybody but you. Well, I know that Mr. Banya has testified. Okay. Uh, what I'm saying is I know that Mr. Banya, Mr. Banya's disclosure says that he is expected to come to that opinion. All right. But the only person who's ever expressed this opinion today in this courtroom is you, correct? I, w I wouldn't know. I haven't watched everything. I've watched a bit. So but you're, you're adopting your own opinion. Um, no, I'm adopting the opinion that I read in Mr. Banya's disclosure. And that's not the opinion you had during your deposition. I think I did make reference in my deposition to uh, what Mr. Banya said and, and that I agreed with it. All right. And you indicated in deposition you didn't take into account statements made in the media, correct? Made in what? I couldn't use You said you did, you did not take into account in your analysis statements made in the media. Media. Um, 
Yes, in the analysis where I gathered data and decided which data to gather, I did not take into account statements in the media. All right. So you looked at data, you produced charts, you did analysis relating to the data, but you had no reason at the time you did this to consider any particular statements. Isn't that true? That's true. I think that's a, a, an appropriate scientific methodology to not uh, to first get, gather as much data as possible and then drill down on the data. All right. And the Twitter data you collected shows that the four hashtags you would, you identified were in existence before Mr. Waldman made the first statement in April 2020, right? That's correct. Right. In very small number. Right. But justice for Johnny Depp has been around since 2013, correct? Um, that sounds correct. Yeah. Amber Heard is an abuser, and Amber Turd first appeared in 2016, correct? I don't recall, actually. Right. Do you recall if there was any portion of Mr. Waldman's statement that made any reference to Amber Turd? Not that I've seen. Right. Um, people can form a negative view of Ms. Heard without reading Mr. Waldman's statements, correct? People can form a negative opinion of anyone without reading anything. That's correct. And you didn't consider whether there was negative publicity around Ms. Heard other than the Waldman statements? Well, my, what I did was to report on uh, correlation uh, with, with these hashtags and certain search terms in particular. I wasn't trying to read anyone's mind as to why they used them. You didn't form any opinion that of, of the million tweets, million plus tweets that you looked at, um, were connected in some way to Mr. Waldman's statements. I did eventually, yes. You, you didn't. You did eventually after you read somebody else's report relative to testimony that hasn't been given here. Well, I did it before my deposition. All right. You uh, have a demonstrative that uh, counsel played for you. Can we put up? Uh, Plaintiffs, uh, 1901 again. This is yours, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, the biggest spikes, by far the biggest spikes here, are attributable to what hashtag? Justice for Johnny Jap hashtag. Yeah. And there are spikes that existed uh, considerably in, before Mr. Waldman's statement. You were asked about that by counsel? One of them did. That was the date that Mr. Waldman leaked uh, the audio tape. The biggest spike was before the statements. Right, the date he leaked the audio. And then there were many statements that, um, or there are many hashtags, or uses of the hashtag, that follow the statements. You'll have to be more specific. Well, so you, you looked at a million two of these hashtags, right? Right. In your chart, didn't 980,000 of these plus belong to justice for Johnny Depp? That sounds about right. You'd have to show me, but I, I, I'll take your word for you. All right. But the vast majority of them were justice for Johnny Depp. A majority of them were. Well, it wasn't the majority so large that you had to draw another chart? The reason for drawing another chart is, is because the numbers were high at particular points, so you wouldn't be able to see the other hashtags. 
Right. Literally, this is your chart, and all of the other activity at the bottom you can barely see in comparison to the hashtag justice for Johnny Depp. Right. As I testified, you can barely see them because of the spikes in the justice for Johnny Depp hashtag. But the but when you look at the other chart, you can see that those others are still very large numbers. So you're not offering any opinion as to what caused these spikes. That's correct. Right. So you're you're not opining as to why these spikes are there. I'm only talking about correlation. Right. You're talking about a mathematical connection. That's right. Right. Um, and you're. And you don't purport to be in anybody's head such that you know why they did uh, a particular post with a particular hashtag. That's correct. All right. Uh, there's a second spike that appears to be in July of 2020. Um, yes, the, the pointer was pointing to a different one, but yes. Yeah. Um, were you aware there was a trial? In the, in the UK in 2020? I'm aware. And in July? Um, you're saying it was in July? No, but we, as of that, the time of that spike, there was, there was uh, publicity around a trial, correct? I don't know how much publicity there was. I, I know the trial was going on then. All right. There are a number of things called out in your chart um, relative to particular dates, December 17th, February 11th, February 14th. You, you see all those? I do. And there, you, your chart makes absolutely no reference to and does not identify the dates of any of the Waldman statements, does it, sir? Not, no, it doesn't call those out, if that's no. what you're asking. It, it calls out a whole bunch of other dates, but nothing r relative to the Waldman statements. Correct. All right. All right. At some, time, at some point, uh, you ran searches for additional search terms, uh, hoax, fraud. I, I think you said fake. Um, and then... <laughs> You don't know why those terms appeared, do you? I'm not sure what you mean by that question. Are you asking you me? Don't, <laughs> Get that person down. You could not perform a scientific analysis of the reason why these th those terms appeared in the in the tweets you were looking at. Right. I could only show mathematical correlation. Right. You could show a correlation, but but you don't have any idea why they're there. I, I can't get into people's heads. Right. And just because the tweet contains one of the terms does not mean the tweet was in some way prompted by Mr. Waldman, right? Well, there, there are a few things I searched for, the ones you just mentioned and then the, the Waldman and Waldman-Yon uh, terms. So, you know, it's not that big a stretch to say that it's related to, to Mr. Waldman if it's his name and Waldman-Yon or Minion. Wait a minute, is, is, is the new standard, it's not that big a stretch? No. Right, I'm trying to speak. I'm trying to speak. Right? Yes. All right. So scientific. you're not suggesting that scientific. you know why Mr. Waldman's name appeared in any of these tweets? Well, if you look at 
if you look at the tweets that have Wald Mignon, you know, and I, and I looked at a, a large sample of them. Um, Wait, you, just a large sample was uh, two thousand out of a million two. No, <laughs> I looked at more than that of, of these, but um, <clears throat> that's another thing that I wouldn't expect to be in controversy. Um, you know, when people are saying that they're part of the Wild Minions or, th or things like that, um, I would expect everybody to agree without arguing that it has to do with Mr. Waldman. And nobody asked whether it had Mr. to do with Mr. Waldman. I, I'm wondering, how do you know that it had anything to do with Mr. Waldman's statements? But I was under the impression, I was informed that nobody really knew who Mr. Waldman was before all of this, so I wouldn't expect it to be anything else. I didn't think it was in controversy. It wasn't in controversy whether everyone knew who Mr. Waldman was. Is that your testimony? No, I'm saying it wasn't in controversy that um, that if somebody was suddenly talking about him, that it had to do with this case. All right, but again, it's not did it have to do with this, this case. It's did it have to do with the allegedly defamatory statements. You have no idea, do you, sir? I can't get into anyone's mind. I can only talk about the science of it. Right. Oh. Um. And so you identify all of these uh, hashtags as, as, as negative towards misheard, right? Right. Justice for Johnny Depp is not negative towards misheard, is it? No, but the tweets that use that hashtag are. No, but the hashtag itself, the, the, the hashtag that predominates through your analysis is not, in fact, Negative towards Miss Hurt. I'm not talking. I'm not opining on the hashtag itself. I'm talking about the tweets that contain that hashtag. But the hashtag itself is not negative. That's not part of my opinion, one way or the other. But do you have an opinion as to whether justice for Johnny Depp is a good thing? <laughs> That's hmm. not part of my assignment. Okay. But you'll agree with me justice in general is a good thing? Big fan of justice. All right, me too. No further questions. Ah! All right, redirect. You see, he, like he, he has a, a head bobble. You, you see, he's like... Um, you, Mr. Schnell, you reviewed um, a, not, a, a large sampling of tweets of justice for Johnny Depp, correct? I did. And the, tw and the, the tweets that had the hashtag justice for Johnny Depp, how many of them were negative toward Ms. Heard? All of them. Okay. Um, Adapt them. And what percentage of the tweets with negative hashtags between April 2020 and January 31st, 2021, contain the terms Waldman or Waldman Young? Over. Overruled, Allah. Over 25%. One out of four. And in your analysis, how far in time do the tweets containing the terms Waldman or Waldman Young go? Like how far to, to now? Well, Beyond the scope of cross, he was asking about overruled. Um, so I, I think I disclosed at my deposition that I that I looked further into um, twenty twenty two and um, found that it continued to go on. I don't didn't see any end to it at all. Okay. And based on your analysis, again, what period of time had more negative tweets against Miss Heard before or after April twenty twenty? It was clearly um, double as many from April to 2021. And that's even including the February 2020 spike, correct? That's right. So that's 
which, and that happened before April, obviously. So even if you put that in there, it's still a lot more after April of, uh, of 2020. And there are fewer months in that time period. I think there are 20 or 15 months in that time period and 27 months in the, in the first part. And based on your analysis, what, if any, end do you see to the negative tweets toward Ms. Hurt? Objection, no foundation. Hmm. Based on his analysis up until the time? I'll sustain the objections. Okay. Did you see any, based on your analysis, did you, at the end of the time of your, of your analysis, what was happening with the negative tweets toward Ms. Hurt? To continue to go on. Okay. Mr. Chanel, after your cross-examination, have any of your opinions in this matter changed? No, they've not. Thank you. Nothing. All right. That's it. All right. So you can have a seat in the courtroom or you're free to go. Okay, sir? Man, I feel bad for the jury, bro. All right. Your next witness. Bullshit. Okay, sure. Social media expert just using the search button. Using a search button and paying for a service that tells you how much uh, search is between whatever date you put in. Oh, that bullshit. But uh, I guess the, the negative hashtags they were talking about is the one was like, hashtag we just don't like you, Amber. The other one was Amber Turd, hashtag Amber Turd, and the other one is hashtag Amber Heard is an abuser. He says the majority of the messages also contain words hoax, fraud, fake. Around a quarter also made mention of Johnny Depp's attorney, Adam Waldman, which a lot of people were talking about that guy. Um, I thought it was really good, too. I don't have the, the phrase in front of me or the what exactly what he said in front of me, but he said something about you only did, what was it, like a, a search of 2,000 out of a million or some shit? Something like that. I like, he, he had like a, I noticed when he was getting aggressive too, he had like a little head bobble. I was like, oh shit, he thought he was getting serious. He started off with really the calm and like collective, smooth, and then he just started doing like this, this bobble every time he was getting ready to make a point. I was like, oh shit, you're getting serious. It says he, Mr. Schnell, analyzed data from Twitter APIs between April 2020 and January 2021. He says he found a lot of negative tweets. I wonder what they're going to find now. But imagine him doing an API search now, right? He says he found lots of negative tweets about Amber Heard, and the majority used one of four specific hashtags. Oh, my God, bro. Come on, show care, man, with the hot dog bullshit. Come on, man. That shit is turning right now. Let's see what's trending right now. Let's see if uh, Johnny's or Amber's on there. We did a statistical analysis. Yes, that's just a search bar. There is absence, though, you can go to. Maybe he did pay a lot of money. I don't know. That just has all the data there, and you just type in whatever date and username or or, or word or, or, or you, you know, hashtag, whatever you want to search for, and it'll pull it up. Amber Turd is trending right now. Trending with Adam Waldman. Oh, shit. It's happening again. It's the bots. Well, Twitter does have bots. but So I guess they're trying to say that Adam Waldman did it for Johnny, I guess is what they're trying to say. I guess what they're trying to say. Amber Turd just got mentioned in the court of law. I rest my case. Johnny wins. Somebody said. Hmm. 
<laughs> there was, apparently this was a thing too. I don't know you guys. I think I think we mentioned it a while back, but a while, somebody had changed it to Amber Turd on IMDb. I'm pretty sure they fixed it now, but damn, bro, hackers ain't playing. What do you guys think of today? Today was kind of like, eh. I think all of her witnesses are going to be kind of like this. It's going to be like, eh, meh, eh. That's it. What do I think about Umbrella Guy? I think it's dope that he was uh, mentioned. He was mentioned, and I think I think two other people were mentioned. I could imagine him sitting there, and, and while they're watching his name coming up, he'd probably be like, oh, shit, you know, I don't know. But he's been heavily involved with this, uh, for, I think, for a couple of years, and supposedly Amber's people have targeted him. I wonder who's the person that's been coughing it up and hacking it up in that shit. I mean, loud too. You know, not, you know sometimes you would think like maybe because out of out of, I don't know, like respect or just whatever. Maybe you kind of like cover your mouth a little bit. It sounds like she just goes <laughs> like it's just open. Not even cover her mouth, just loud. Maybe you shouldn't be going to this court. You should, like, sit out or something. Thank we you, Honor. We will be calling Michelle Mulrooney by deposition designation and restart. Okay. So that person needs to step out. At least respectfully step out. God damn, yeah. I would I would feel bad if I was the person coughing it up like that every day, you know? Jesus. People just don't care. COVID or not COVID. You know what I'm saying? Like being in a crowd of thing like that is kinda of weird. Alright, you just want to spell the last name for me? Uh, it's M U L R O O N E Y. Alright. He interviewed Baldwin. Okay. Jesus, this Amber Heard shit is tough to go through. your name and address for the record. Michelle Mulrooney, Los Angeles, California, 90067. Ms. Mulrooney, what is your occupation? I'm a partner at Venable LLP, an attorney practice. Could you just please describe a, a brief, give me a brief description of your educational okay. background and work history? Okay, I um, attended USC and received my undergraduate degree in 1982. And then I again attended USC and received my law degree in 1985. Um, I then worked for Gibson, Dunn and Crutcher until 1991, what are your areas of practice and expertise? Um, I'm in the head of the state planning, the West Coast 
estate planning group for Venable. And does that estate planning involve any aspect of marital estate planning, such as things like prenups and postnups, prenuptials, postnuptials? Yes, we frequently do prenups, cohabitation, and postnup agreements for all. Would you please briefly describe what a prenuptial and a postnuptial is? A prenuptial agreement is where spouses contract on the economics of their marriage before they are married, married, and they discuss things as the nature and they contract the things as the nature of the property, community separate, etc., and also things like spousal support. And in a post-up, the clients do that after they're married. The same, they contract on the same issues. Do you regularly represent actors? Yes. Um, I'm asking very narrowly, did there come a time when Amber Heard contacted you for representation respecting a prenup or a post-up agreement? At some point, I was contacted about an Amber Heard prenup. Ms. Mulroney, I'm going to show you what has been marked as exhibit number three. And it's an email from you to a Dana Lowry. Do you know who Dana Lowry is? Yes. And could you please tell us who Dana Lowry is? She's a family law attorney practicing in Los Angeles. And this is dated Monday, February 2, 2015, and says, I look forward to working with you. Please send me, this is from you, please send me the bullet points for the economics of the deal. When you are back in the office tomorrow, I will have Amber's business manager get her financial information to me ASAP. I also like to exchange two years of tax returns, but not attach them. Is this your general practice? Let me know. Think. Who did Dana Lowry represent? Johnny Depp. I take it Amber in the actual document is Amber Heard. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. And if, if I just direct your attention to the top of the email where it says February 2nd, get control. That person needs to get the hell February out of here. February 2, 2015. Uh, what, if anything, does this do to refresh your recollection on when approximately you uh, were contacted about representing Amber Heard in connection with the prenup? It makes the approximate date more clear to me. Okay. And based on this, when approximately were you contacted to represent Amber Heard in connection with the prenup or postnup? The early part of February, the late part of January or the early part of February 2015. Ms. Mulroney, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as exhibit number four. And it is a, uh, an email from you to Dana Lowy, which is Mr. Depp's counsel, correct? During this time period, correct. Um, and it's dated Tuesday, February 3. And I'm going to scroll down first so we get the earliest part of it. And the first part of it is an email from 
Dana Lowry to you, dated February 3rd at 10.13, and says, J slash A deal points. Do you know what J slash A means? I'm, I'm going to take you, first of all, to the bottom part, which is the J slash deal points. Do you have an understanding of what J slash A means? I, I believe it means Johnny slash Amber deal points. Absent a prenuptial agreement or a postnuptial agreement, is California what we call a common law property state? No. What is it? It's a community property state. Okay, and what does that mean? Generally means that all earnings after the date of marriage are owned 50 each party has an undivided 50 percent interest in those earnings yes what was your understanding of the purpose of the confidentiality agreement it's very standard when you're doing a prenuptial agreement or a postnuptial agreement when either party is closing their assets that they ask for a confidentiality agreement you respond on February 17, Dana, I have forwarded to Amber. She is filming a movie, but hope to connect with her by the end of the week. I will keep trying to move forward. I'm asking you what you meant by I will keep trying to move forward. I assume I meant that word trying to get a postnuptial agreement signed between the parties and that's what I was hired for. Show you what has been marked as exhibit number seven. And I'm gonna start again with going down to show you where the stream is here. And it says Sorry, on on February seventeen that's the same email we've seen a couple times now where she, she's attaching the confidentiality agreement, telling that she'll have a draft post-nap agreement, uh, but she's getting the, the signed confidentiality agreement first. And then I'm going to direct your attention to the very top part, and that is Wednesday, February 18th. And it's from you to Dan Lowry, and it says, Amber is sending the signed confidentiality that's agreement true. to you. To me, I assume I will receive all the underlying financials and a list of anticipated future revenue streams and documentation pertaining thereto. <laughs> what did you mean by underlying financials and a list of anticipated future revenue streams and documentation pertaining thereto? I mean, this is typical for an actor. They have profit participations, um, back ends. I wanted to have a list of what his future revenue would be. He might have had movies booked um, that he would render services after marriage. I just wanted to see the pro bono. What did you mean by back end? Back end is either profit participation or royalties. Um, sometimes it's box office bonuses. You just have to look at the underlying um, agreement on each movie, TV show, etc., to to track 
what the revenue will be from each project. And why is that relevant? I want to know what they're going to make during the marriage. I want to know the income during the marriage. And those are all components of what they make during the marriage? Correct. Okay. All right. And then you said, I can't really comment on the document until I get this information. What document were you referring to there? The post-nup agreement that I anticipated she would send. How much time expired between when you were sent the confidentiality agreement for Amber Heard to sign and when you indicated back to counsel for Mr. Depp that Amber is sending the signed confidentiality agreement to you? The next day. What, if any, communication did you receive from Mr. Depp in connection with the post-nup agreement? I received one telephone call. And whom did you receive that telephone call from? Mr. Depp. Please describe the telephone call from Mr. Depp. My recollection is that he was very mean, um, that he called me names, and that he fired me on behalf of them. When you say that he was very mean, what did you mean? Well, my only exact recollection is he called me a bitch. Mr. Depp called you a bitch on that telephone call? Hearsay, leaving. What, if any, observations did you make during the telephone call from Mr. Depp, during which time he called you a bitch? I thought... He was under the envelope. Why did you think that? He was slurring his words and his speech pattern was similar to my children's speech pattern when they are, when they were under the I was just extremely rattled by the call. I was on the phone for a very short time with him because he was represented by counsel and I was, I didn't want to be rude and hang up, but I told him I had to hang up. Like after two or three minutes, after I realized what was happening, it took me very off guard. And um, and I, that's all I remember is that it really shook me up. After that phone call, did you perform any further services for Ms. Heard in connection with the postnuptial agreement? No. Do you recall ever seeing a, a postnuptial draft agreement? No. Has either Ms. Heard or Mr. Depp contacted you at any time after the call with Mr. Depp respecting pursuing a postnuptial agreement? No. Who, if anyone, was paying your legal services? I don't recall. Was it your understanding that Mr. Depp had the authority to fire you? No. Did you tell him that? I don't recall. 
And isn't it true that he wouldn't have had the authority to fire you even if he were paying for your legal services? True? True. What, if any, communications did you have with Dana Lowy about your conversation with Mr. Depp after the conversation with Mr. Depp? I don't recall specifically. What do you recall generally, if anything? I I do recall that I told her that I was no longer representing him. But I don't know if I did that in writing. Somehow she knew. But I, uh, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you testified that Mr. Depp did not have the authority to fire you, correct? Correct. Ms. Mulroney, when did your attorney-client relationship with Ms. Hurd relating to a potential post-nuptial agreement terminate? Shortly after that phone call. When you say shortly after that phone call, uh, can you give us a time frame of how how long it was after the phone call? Within a few days, could be one. He didn't. Ha- he didn't have the power to fire you, correct? Correct. Do you have any recollection of ever receiving any more communications? from Dana Lowry furthering the post-nuptial agreement after Johnny Depp called you and told you he was firing you on behalf of Amber and called you names. No substantive, I recall that there was no more substantive conversations. Is there any question in your mind that it was Mr. Depp who called you? No. That's it? Yo. Right. Waste of time. Yes, bro. ma'am, your next witness. <laughs> yes, Your Honor, we'd like to call the Disney corporate representative. Jeez. All right. Waste of hardware, uh, not hardware, hard drive space. I recorded that for nothing. This is it. I think they started with the, maybe with the strongest points they had, was, or the first witnesses were the strongest witnesses they had, and that's it. They don't got much. I mean, the pictures, I think that, I guess the you pictures are the most. state your name and your business address for the record. Uh, Tina Newman, Walt Disney Studios Motion Picture Production, live action, uh, 500 South Buena Vista Street, Burbank, California, 91521. And what is your current occupation? I'm a production executive. And what is your job title? That is my title, production executive. I work in the live action feature division for Disney. Is it your understanding you're testifying on behalf of Walt Disney Motion Pictures Group? Yes. Were you involved in the gathering of the documents responsive to the documents of to Disney? Uh, yes, I did provide some documentation to Alec and his group from our production group. I'm going to ask you to take a look at what I just highlighted under Topic number, it's subpoena Dukas taken <laughs> paragraph number two, and it asks for documents relating to this case, in fact, and then it also says specifically, this specifically includes the op-ed by Ms. Hurd and any impact it may have had on the above. 
and that includes, as it's defined above, including the, the business relationship with Mr. Depp, including considering Mr. Depp for any work with Disney or future pirates of the Caribbean role, a lesser or greater role, a different role or a different production. Do you recall seeing in any of the documents you reviewed, either being as being involved as a corporate designee or in preparing as a corporate designee, do you recall seeing an op-ed written by Ms. Hurd? No. Do you recall in your preparation as the corporate designee of Disney and your review of the documents that were produced by Disney any document that referred in any manner to the op-ed written by Ms. Hurd? I would say no. Do you remember seeing in any of the documents you reviewed that were produced by Disney in response to the subpoena Lucas Tegum, um, the word op-ed in any of those documents? I don't recall that, no. Did you have any discussions with anyone at Disney about any future Pirates of the Caribbean role, a lesser or greater role, a different role, or a different production? No. Did you have any discussions with anyone at Disney about the impact of the op-ed by Ms. Hurd on the relationship between Disney and Mr. Depp, including considering Mr. Depp for any work with Disney and future Pirates of the Caribbean role, a lesser or greater role, a different role, or a different production? No. Do you know whether Mr. Depp is being considered for a role in Pirates 6? No. And when you say no, I think I have to probably ask clarification. Does that mean you don't know one way or the other, or he is not being considered? I don't know one way or the other. Do you doesn't know? Fall. Next. Sorry, go ahead. I, I was just going to say that decision doesn't fall within my job responsibility. It's, it's above my head. <laughs> it's the best way to say it. So what is the knowledge you have about Pirate 6? Like I said, I just know that it's a project that's possibly in development at the studio. That's it. Do you know whether anyone at Disney has ever even read the op-ed written by Ms. Hurd? No. Are you aware of anyone else at Disney who has knowledge of the topic areas in the deposition notice, that's deposition exhibit number two, th that beyond what you know? I can't honestly say, I can't speak for someone else. Like I explained earlier, my knowledge and what my job functionality is at the studio at plateaus and there are people that i work under and those particular persons may or may not have more knowledge but i can't speak on behalf of them are, is disney aware that mr depp has testified under oath that he would not take another pirates of the caribbean franchise role for $300 million and a million alpacas? No. Would Disney entertain paying Mr. Depp more than $300 million and provide him with more than a million alpacas to be able to obtain his 
services for any future Pirates of the Caribbean role. Now, I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 52 to Alan Horn. Who's that? He was our co-chairman. Of Disney? Yes. And Alan Bergman, who's he? Same. He's the other co-chairman of Disney, or was at the time. And then Sean Bailey, you indicated, was the president? It's our president of production, correct. Okay, and then Ricky Strauss, who's he? I believe at the time he was the head of our marketing group. (laughs) And Paul Rader? Paul Rader is the head of communications. All right, and this is from Angela Shaw, and it's dated 5-10-2017. Do you see that? Yes. And it says, subject HR, Johnny Depp, a star in crisis, and the insane story of his missing millions. Do you see that? Yes. Okay. Do you have any understanding as to why Angela Shaw was sending this communication to this group, the two co-chairmen, the president, vice president of production, head of communications on this particular day. I don't know what the intent of the email is, but um, obviously we have a relationship as a company with Johnny, so I I assume that's why she may be bringing it to their attention. All right, and just to take that a little bit further, given that Disney has a relationship with Johnny Depp, uh, if there is publicity relating to Johnny Depp, whether it be positive or negative, that would be relevant to Disney, would it not? Yeah, I mean, I can't say how it's relevant to Disney, but given that Angela is part of communications, it's her job to, you know, keep the studio abreast, I guess, of anything concerning the, the company, so... That's about as far as I can read into it. Okay. And and so that that's your interpretation of why Angela Shaw sent this to that group of people was to keep them apprised of this particular uh, article on Johnny Depp. Would you agree? Yeah, that would be my assumption. I'm going to ask you to take a look at what <clears throat> I think I like that too. Is, Somebody at Disney, uh, right? <laughs> exhibit number 53, and it... Um, is Disney 114 through 137. Uh, And I'm going to ask you if you recognize this document. Uh, Well, it looks like an internal email. It may be, it may have been part of the disclosure documents. This one's from Alan Horn. And I think we've identified Alan Horn before. Well, actually it starts with, let's start down here. Uh, on June 21st, 2018. Oh, all right. And then it has a reply from Sean Bailey, SAG. Do you see that? Yes. What it, was Mr. Bailey's position with Disney on June 21st, 2018? I believe he was the president then. Okay. He may and have been the EGP. I don't know. Okay. And, and then we have an email at the top. It's to Sean Bailey, CC Janelle Tipton. Um, and then it has some copies to some other people from Alan Horn. I believe we said he was one of the co-directors. Is that correct? Co-chairman. Co-chairman. Okay. 
Uh, and Alan Bergman. The other co-chairman. Okay. Uh, and do you have any recollection of ever reading the Rolling Stones article uh, about Johnny Depp back in this time frame? I honestly don't remember if I ever read this document. I may have. Do you have any understanding of why this would be sent from Alan Horn to these other individuals on the top? Again, same as for, same as before, just because of the fact that we have a relationship with Johnny. So they may have determined it was important to bring it to their attention. All right, Ms. Newman, I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 54. And do you recognize this document? Uh, yes, it looks like a email. Please, tell me. Please describe it for me. Uh, it's an email. Uh, well, it started from Scott to myself. Scott Sellers is in uh, post finance. And then I replied to Scott. So it looks like uh, an email exchange between the two of us. All right. And you said Scott Sellers is in post finance? Correct. What, what is that? Uh, he handles all finances once film goes into post-production on any given picture. Also reporting for the studio, internal reporting, finances. All right. And this is July 14, 2018 that he's sending this to you, correct? Yes. Do you recall reading the story that was in the Rolling Stone, The Trouble with Johnny Depp? I mean, to be honest, I don't really remember much about the story, but obviously I must have looked at it and commented. Uh, right, and in fact, in fact, you commented depressing. You yes, that? yes. Okay. And just to uh, go back to refreshing your recollection on the template, do you see that it has importance and received on this when you sent it back? Yes. Mm -hmm. Ms. Newman, I'm going to ask you to take a look at what has been marked as deposition exhibit number 56. And it is a document also produced by Disney. And there's the bait stamps, Disney 167 through 177. And I'm gonna ask you to take a look at the top there. This is to Alan Bergman from, uh, and it has THRs today and entertainment. Do you understand what that is? Yes. I'm going to ask you to turn down to 169. It says, Johnny Depp's legal team prepares for court hearing about Amber Heard abuse claims. The actor's camp is previewing the evidence that it will present in an upcoming court hearing in the UK this fall tied to a defamation lawsuit against the son for an article that labeled the actor a, quote, wife beater, end of quote, Katie Kalani reports. Do you see that? Yes. Do you have a recollection of learning about this and reading about the UK case in this time frame? We're talking uh, October 2018. I may have seen a headline come across my desk in the same manner as Alan received it, but that's probably as far as it went. Ms. Newman, I'm going to show you what has been marked as deposition number 60. <laughs> And it's dated November 5, 2020. And it says Disney reportedly scraps plans for Depp's POTC 6. I'm assuming that's Pirates of the Caribbean 6 return. 
You see that? Did you see it? Yes, I see it. As you sit here today, are you aware of any document in Disney's emails or in their IT system or anywhere that contains Amber Heard's op-ed from December of 2018? I mean, no, not that I'm aware. Are you aware of any decision maker within Disney who has ever said they are not casting Johnny Depp in Pirate 6 or any other role because of Amber Heard's op-ed? No. Are you aware of any decision maker outside of Disney? And by this, I'm including producers, directors, people of that ilk who have ever said they were not considering Mr. Depp for Pirate 6 or any other movie because of Amber Heard's op-ed from December 2018. No. That's it. All right. Do we... How much time? Uh, we have an 11-minute one. Okay, that's fine. What's your next witness? Bro. Ellen Barkin. Oh, it's All Ellen right. Barkin. B-A-R-K-I-N. We're Thank looking you. forward to that. Yo, it's just, it's weak as shit. I can't believe that this is it, yo. Are they even going to make it to the 27th? Good morning, Ms. Barkin. Good morning. I think the Good. first thing that would be very sorry. short but very simple and clean for the yeah, record sorry. is if you could just describe kind of your career uh, background. Yeah. I know it's very lengthy, but just give a kind of brief summary of kind of when you started working and, and what you've done during your career. Um... I started acting professionally uh, about 26 or 7, and I did theater, television, movies, lots of them. Okay. That's what I did for 40 years. Um, And uh, in the course of your career acting in theater, television, movies, etc., did you come to meet uh, a person by the name of Johnny Depp? Yes. Can you specify in time... Ms. Barkin, when you met him? I would say 1990. <laughs> and upon or after meeting him, did there come a time when you became friends? Yes. And can you describe how that happened? We just developed a friendship over time that uh, lasted, I guess, if we met in the 90s, maybe 10 years, a little less. Um, and fair to say that Mr. Depp at the time was also an actor, a professional actor. Yes. Um, were you, um, did you act in any film, stage, or TV productions with Mr. Depp? Yes, I was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. How often would you see Mr. Depp? When I lived in New York, usually whenever I go to L.A., if I were in L.A., I'd see him once a week, maybe more. I mean, the friendship went up and down, living on different coasts. 
And um, did there come a time when your friendship with Mr. Depp became more than that, became romantic in nature? Yes. And at what point in time did your relationship with Mr. Depp take a romantic turn? After I had moved to Hollywood, and uh, he, you know, switched the buttons. Uh-oh. Recall what year you moved to Hollywood? Yes, um, 1994. When you say switch the buttons, can you tell me what you meant by that? Um, the friendship went from a purely platonic friendship um, to a romantic um, at that point in 1994, when the relationship turned romantic, uh, to you your not- change that to sexual, to sexual. Thank you. Oh, oh! For how me. long did your relationship with uh, Mr. Depp remain sexual? She's smiling too. Several months. Sexual. Anywhere between three and five, six. And during that period, how often would you see Mr. Depp? That period when it was sexual? I'd say I'd see him three or four times a week. And again, I'm not looking to pry into into private details, but can you tell me like where you would see him? Just give me some sense of that. Yeah, he would come to my house or I would go to his house. And both houses in L.A.? Yes, about um, (laughs) a 10-minute drive apart from each other. And um, at... Either when you were at his house, um, where you didn't stay the night, or where you were at his house when you did stay the night, were there other people in the house who saw you there? Who would those people be? Um, he had an assistant. <coughs> his sister. That's all I can remember now. Do you recall the name of the assistant? I don't know his name. He was referred to as Pig. He was referred to by whom as Pig? Johnny Depp. At any point that you were either initially friends and then sexual with Mr. Depp, uh, were you, did you become aware that he uh, um, drank to excess? I was always aware. Okay, and, and can you explain how you were aware of that? He was drunk all the time. Time, most a lot of the time and that would apply both to when you were initially friends and then later when it became sexual yeah and what was he drunk what what would you understand what had he drunk to become drunk he was a red wine drinker amber smiling too okay um, in addition to alcohol um, were you aware at that time that mr. Uh, uh, Depp um, was taking any prescription medication? No. Okay. Um, same question, Mr. Barkin, for illegal substances. Yes. Same question. And what illegal substances? Lucinogenics. Cocaine. Marijuana. Hallucinogenics. Um, can you say specifically what those were? I don't really know. He called me and told me he was um, tripping. Um, 
With respect to any of that, uh, hallucinogenics, cocaine, or marijuana, did he do any of that in your presence? Yes. Uh, more than once? All the time. Um, when you say all the time, how many times, again, in the period that you were both first friends and sexual, then sexual with Mr. Dapp, do you think you saw him? I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I just know he was always drinking and or smoking a joint. But would it be fair to say more than at least dozens of times? Yeah. Over the full course? Oh, yeah. Were you smoking? Now, did you ever um, observe Ms. Barkin, uh, Mr. Depp's behavior change when he uh, drank more or used more drugs? I did not. So he was kind of the same all the time, fair to say? He was not the same. He was high. Did there come a time, Ms. Barkin, when uh, Mr. Depp um, acted in a way that was out of control with you? Yes. Uh, Mr. Depp threw a wine bottle across the room, the hotel room, on one instance in Las Vegas while we were shooting Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Were you, was something about to happen? A fight was going on. Mm. Between you and Mr. Depp? No. Who was the fight between? Between Johnny Depp and his friends in the room, the assistant. Honestly, I don't remember. And the bottle that, do you remember sitting here today, Ms. Barkin, whether the bottle was full of wine or, or empty? I don't. <laughs> uh, sitting here today, Ms. Barkin, do you remember uh, whether the bottle hit you? No, it did not. Um, did the bottle hit anyone else? No, it did not. Hmm. Approximately how far away from you was you Mr. Depp when he threw the bottle? Across the room, so maybe by, by that break in the table or a little further down. It was a toss. And uh, sitting here today, if the bottle had hit you, would it have injured you? Ms. Barker, was it your understanding back then that he was throwing the bottle at you? I don't know why he threw the bottle. And was it, when he threw it, was it in your direction? Yes. Were there other people standing around you? Yes. So he threw it in your direction at a, at a group of people? Yes. Whose hotel room was it? His Johnny Depp's. Who broke off the He did. How did it come about that Mr. Uh, Depp broke off your relationship? Uh, I went to go home. Uh, there was a big goodbye, crying, a lot of jealous, don't do this, don't do that. And I never heard from him again after that. And did... Uh, Mr. Depp not want you to go back to Los Angeles at the time? There, uh, yes, he didn't want me to go. I was only supposed to be there for two days. I stayed for longer. And you just referenced, uh, you just used the word jealous. How, how did that come up? What did he say that indicated to you that he was jealous? He's just a jealous man controlling where are you going, who are you going with. Well, what did you do last night? I had a scratch on my back once that got him very, very angry because he insisted it came from me having sex with a person who wasn't him. During the time that you were in a sexual relationship uh, with Mr. Depp, 
Was it common for him to say things to you about being controlling, to use your words, or being jealous of you? Yeah, very common. And uh, when, in these instances, when Mr. Depp became jealous or controlling, did he also become angry? Yeah. And demanding. That's it. Where's the rest of it? Ladies and gentlemen, let's go and take an afternoon recess. Can we get the full Please thing? do not discuss the case and do not do any outside research, okay? We'll see you back. In what kind of half ass testimonies are these depositions? Change that. Change it. A sexual relationship. Yeah. He liked it. It was abusive. He liked me. Yeah. Yeah, I yeah, we had a brief relationship. I was like, God damn. Shit, bro. The people, they right, come up with the skeletons that they're bringing up. Like, God damn. <laughs> I started thinking about, like, holy shit. Like, I actually texted uh, one of my exes. I was like, what would you say about me in the depot? But I haven't gotten a response yet. I was imagining if like sometimes I'll be just looking at this stuff like imagine like if one day I was in some type of crazy situation like this and they just start pulling out skeezers and shit you know from your past and stuff <laughs> she she was like making sure too like correction and sexual <laughs> she, like, she smiled too like a big smile on her face yes he fucked me <laughs> damn Johnny over there like shaking his head and shit Oh my god! I could just imagine, bro. Like I'm kind of looking back, like into my memory. I'm like, oh shit! They gotta... <laughs> like they pull that one person. He's like, oh man. <laughs> All right. Well, at least that was kind of like entertaining. The hell is that, yo? From the 1990s and shit. Like, god damn. You take the screen off here. Jesus. <laughs> and yeah, she she was saying he threw a bottle across the room but didn't hit them. Damn, bro. <laughs> what was that? What did we just watch? I'm just like processing it still. Man, for 10 minutes, she wants the world to know. <laughs> I wonder what, what Twitter is saying about that, too. Mm. That's my clip for today. <laughs> Came through. Boss lady, you out there? I think that's the clip for today. That's it, because we ain't got shit else for the rest of the day. <laughs> uh, Yeah, we'll do phone calls at the end. It's still not over. Uh, we still got a long way to go. We still got, uh, what is it? It's 3.30 now, 4.30, 5.30. We got potentially two hours, unless they stop at 5. Damn, bro. Imagine they just go into your past and just find somebody. It's like they're just reaching to get anybody to say anything. I mean, I get it. They want to bring up, I guess, the jealousy thing, I guess. And like that he was. Uh... Let me see if I can find an article about this lady. 
because they were saying that they believe that she has some sort of I read somewhere that it's believed she has some sort of grudge. Scary shit, man. That woman's name? Ellen Barkin. People were kind of telling me too she was going to be something. Damn, this chick actually sent me like a nice ass part. You didn't have to get a sent, get a sent some negativity. All right, <laughs> she's like this professional paragraph of text. <laughs> All right, all right. Let me pull up and then barking. And then Bark and Johnny Depp. <laughs> Grudge. Wikipedia says Ellen was married from 1988 to 2006. Ooh, Retta Carbo pulled that up. Oh, say it ain't so, Ellen, say it ain't so. I want, and well, how old was she at the time? 1990. <clears throat> Man, I guess they were kind of. <laughs> shit, I could clip that shit right now. Oh, let, let me, yeah, let me focus on the stream. Um, First of all, can we get the full deposition of that? Or is that was that just like cut or something? Or is that the full thing? Deposition. Is that already released somewhere? Or have we never has this never maybe this was not, oh this was a recent recording, right? So maybe it's never been seen before. So, and so, and the ex-attorney, Amber's ex-attorney, I forget her name. So they brought her on to prove that he called her a bitch. And then that was it, right? Or was there other stuff? I don't know. That's all I got out of it. He was, he was 27. She was 38. Okay. Johnny had a brief relationship. What is brief? That's what I was wondering too. It said brief. What's brief? A month, two months, a couple weeks. Or she, or she just want to allude that she was cheating, so she didn't really want to say. Had a brief relationship in the 1990s. Now. Oh. Ikemel, Jackie says, notice that a lot of Amber Heard's witnesses are pre-recorded from years ago. Where was, yeah, yeah, most of JD, well, a lot of JD, I don't know if I should say most, but JD has a lot more people, like, in person testifying and kind of like, they have stories. This chick has nothing interesting about her. She ain't got stories. Her witnesses don't got no stories. She got some, even the the Disney person, nothing against that lady, you know, but like, she, it's like, 
did she like what did she know? She didn't really know anything. She's like, Oh, there's people above her, there's people under her. I don't even really have direct knowledge of this um uh parts of that Caribbean thing. It's like what why'd you even have her there? It's like they're just bringing out whoever like and then then I think back then it kind of makes you think back to like the UK trial, right? It was UK or whatever those people are. What the hell did these people see? <laughs> like what? Oh well it was different in the UK because he was suing the newspaper, so I guess defamation is already hard, but then to go for the newspaper, that's even harder, I guess. Maybe that's what it is. Like, what the hell did these UK people see? But I guess in that context. Mm. Take a look. Says Barkin and Depp are said to have been involved in a brief relationship in 1997 while filming the movie Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. She said there's always an era of violence around him. The comments are listed in the case notes for the 2020 Depp First News Group newspaper trial, which Depp ultimately lost. It was just a, wor- a world of violence. He is a yeller and he is verbally abusive, is what she says. Depp was asked in court why Barkin testified against him, to which he suggested it was because she wanted more than a sexual element. Oh, okay. That lasted between the pair for months on and off. She wanted a proper relationship with me, and I did not want that, Depp said. I didn't feel the same about her as she did about me. And I suppose from that moment, she became very, very angry. The wine bottle incident. A U.S. deposition deposition highlighted within the 2020 trial brought up the wine bottle incident. It has mentioned it has been mentioned many, many times that during the, his relationship with Barkin Depp threw a bottle of wine in a hotel room. Uh, in the testimony, Barkin once again accused Depp of a lot of yelling before discussing the wine bottle incident. Yes. Depp, Mr. Depp threw a wine bottle across the room the hotel room in one instance in Las Vegas while we were shooting fear and loathing Las Vegas. She went to confirm that the bottle didn't hit her or anyone else. Barkin was also asked if Depp had ever hit her. No, he did not. She said Barkin also confirmed that he never kicked her or physically assaulted her in any way. Um, I mean, and, and it, so if what she's saying is true, I guess they're just trying to bring up that he has violent tendencies though he's never actually hit her or hit anybody and or hit any of them oh, i gotta fix this i should get the super chats too so that's 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 interesting i mean it's I, not a strong witness <laughs> 1990s are not a strong witness but i guess to try to you know i don't i don't I still like, I don't know how I'm feeling about the, like, is somebody going to win this defamation case? I'm kind of leaning still kind of like nobody's going to win. They might just walk out with nothing besides, you know, the public perception. Um, I 
on Twitter in February 2021, Barkin brought up Depp's name again at a time when his friend Marilyn Manson was being accused of sexual assault and abuse. And she made a post judging by it. Well, I guess I could show you guys while I read. Uh, Imperfect Me, thank you for the super chat. Says Ellen testimony date on video was November 22, 2019. Oh, so it should be out somewhere. If somebody could email it to me, if, if it is somewhere, somebody could email it to me. Maybe we can watch it together after the trial. I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it's not that interesting, but I don't know if that was the whole thing we saw. It looked like it just abruptly cut it. But this is the tweet. Judging by Twitter replies, the way to defend Marilyn Manson is to discuss his deep and loyal friendship with Johnny Depp. Birds of prey. Ooh. Barkin is a 68-year-old primetime Emmy Award winning actor who has been appearing on our screen since the 1970s. She won an Emmy for the 1997 TV movie Four Women Had Wings, but also is famous for appearing on the drop Dead Gorgeous, The Fan, and the TV series Animal Kingdom. She was married to actor Gabriel Bryan, the usual suspects with whom she has two children. The couple wed in 1988, but separated in 1993 before finalizing the divorce. So they were, she was married. Right? She was married. Wait, but when was shit, when was the Johnny Depp? Oh, it was 1997. Maybe she wasn't married. Was it 1997 that she was a, she had the Johnny Depp fling? So maybe she wasn't married. Before, oh, wait, whoa. Oh, so she was separated. She was separated. A couple wed in 1988, but separated in 1993 before finalizing the divorce in 1999. She later married businessman Ronald Perlman in 2000, but they divorced in 2006. Issues. From 2008 to 2011, she dated filmmaker Sam Levinson, with whom there was a 31-year age difference. Wow. Barkin had worked with Sam's father, Barry Levinson, in the 1982 movie Dinner or Diner, three years before Sam was born. Mm. I'm at, Denise here had to say, I'm in my 60s, so I'm very aware of Ellen Barkin, her career, and the fall of. And I will say there are women who strategically marry to earn divorce settlements. Ellen Barkin is one of them. Ugh. Allegedly. Mm. Mm. Amber's team is grasping at straws. I don't believe her for a moment. The same Ellen Barkin who made $60 million in a divorce settlement to the oligarch Ron Perlman. Oh, so she got him. She got him good. Mm. Sounds like sour grapes to me. Why would any young man want to saddle himself with a woman who's looking for an excellent divorce settlement? Oh, shit. We got history, isn't it? I thought of that of Amber Heard as well. I knew she was a gold digger, and I had no idea she was... What? She was... Oh, nuts. Was that what you said? Nuts is offensive now, so I guess you got to censor it. She was nuts. What do you mean nuts? It's offensive to people, I guess. I don't know. Nuts. I feel bad for JD and his kids. 
Does anyone know what an air of violence is? Can't wait to see JD's lawyer rip on rip on that one. I guess we're not going to hear anything though because she's not there. Well, the thing I've noticed too with some of these depots is there's no. You you don't hear JD's attorney. Did they not want to say anything? Did they not have anything to say to her? I mean, what is there to say to that? I guess. They had a brief time of dating in 1997. Wow, that's 25 years ago. I mean, what the heck? I don't know about you guys, but I've changed in 25 years. Should I change? Last month, two months ago, three months ago, my whole life has changed. Every time I think like, I'm, just, I'm sometimes surprised at me because you, you think like you get to certain levels with certain age, but it's just always like an evolving thing for me. And so like, dude, even just last year, I, I noticed a difference about some of the, even just even YouTube, some of the things that I, some of my mannerisms and some of the things that I do. So yeah, 25 years ago. Woo. Um, and I barely remember any details of dating back then. She's older than JD, so seems AH is grasping at straws. Jeez. <laughs> I don't know this person. Must be washed up. Otherwise, it would be a career suicide to testify in Amber's side right now. She got millions, man. She got millions in the bank, I guess. So she don't got to worry. She got millions, man. She don't give a shit about what nobody say. Yeah, he fucked me. She want the world to know that shit. Hmm. Johnny over there shaking his head. <laughs> oh my god, yo! I can't believe that. That was kind. Of, I think that might have been. I don't know. Do we call that the best part of today? I don't know. I'm not too sure. I don't know. I think Johnny and Amber are both are probably both at fault. The new. In the few news clips I've seen, his extreme, his extreme control in the courtroom gives me the creeps. I felt it's a big act. There's just something off about it. Cancel! Thank you. D-I-G-G-E-R. Thank you for the, <laughs> for the bits. Oh, let me get the super chest real quick and then we can keep reading because I'm kind of falling behind. Um, wow. Okay. Damn, I missed quite a bit. Shit, I should have done this before. <laughs> I need somebody to tap me on the shoulder when I'm starting to like forget about, and I need to. Okay, I got her. Thank you, Chantel, for becoming a member. Heather for becoming a member. Thank you, Lance, again for gifting the subs to uh, Asten, Natoa, Kiki, Lance. You've been amazing. Thank you for all the support on on Twitch. Did I say Twitter? Twitch. Diggs, thank you for becoming a member. And uh, I think we will be talking soon, too. Uh, Base Chica, thank you for the membership. This is, I'm talking, we're looking at it like four hours ago. Uh, Lance, thank you for gifting again. And Partis, been a member for eight months. I enjoy you, amigo. And the Amber trial is a disgrace to real victims. Okay, bye. Thanks, and Partis. And Parts. Hoax. Oh, shit. Hoax became a member? Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> Cancel. That gets me canceled. Him being a member of mine cancels me. Oh, oh. Okay, Patricia, thank you for subscribing. Jen, thank you for subscribing on Twitch. Jasmine, thank you for the membership for five months and the thumbs up. Joey, thank you for the membership. And Bards, hey! Me, you, thank you for the super chat. Um, Internet Jam, which is Jazz, thank you for subscribing on Twitch. 
super kind. Appreciate that because you're on Facebook, YouTube. Okay. Are we ready for the jury? Lethal Latin. Thank you for the super chat. Worst deposition ever. Okay. You want to approach with Manny. Thank you for the super chat. Manny Demoe, Lula Innovations. Amber Heard's witnesses today claim that Johnny's attitude changed from around 2011 to 2013. This is when Heard wormed herself into his space. Coincidence, right? I know when I was in some toxic stuff, I my a lot of things about me were not good at that time. Like I, I was just really when you're in a bad relationship or toxic relationship, you end up both becoming toxic if you're not already. Um, Ethel Winks, thank you for the super chat. Says he debt bodyguard one of them. Lisa G, thank you for the super chat. Who are the depots? Okay, when are the depots filmed in order weeks ago? Some of them are years ago. Some of them are recent. Usually they put the date at the bottom. Lisa G says, objection, relevance of any of these depots to this trial. None of this proves anything. Christina O, hey, hey Mel, thanks for the dedication. I have been so entertained. At times I felt so fed up at turd. I had to turn my TV off. Thanks for your time. Lunch on me today. Thank you. Hashtag team depth. If you read my note, like Mel's video. Thank you. Thank you, Christina. Max Bang. Thank you for the super chat. And thank you for the support, man, because I've seen you around a lot lately. Jazz the Kid, thank you for subscribing on Twitch. And she told me that her mother watches. I think I think you said your mother got you into my content, which is great. And I just started on Twitch recently. I mean, I've had Twitch, but I never really posted anything until recently. Bloody GXTZ says, stream on Facebook, Mel, too, please. Facebook still hasn't approved my monetization for live streams. It's separate from regular videos. It's been almost three weeks. Facebook is lacking. Like, it's horrible. I, I didn't know they were that bad with, with that particular thing. Direct videos, they're freaking amazing. I mean, <laughs> you only knew. I mean, I don't know what I'm going to say. No. Uh, beautiful disaster. Bet. Amber Heard has a lot worse numbers than, since this trial because she... Oh, oh, let me read that again. Sorry. Beautiful disaster. Bet money. Amber Heard has a lot of worse numbers since this trial because we see you, Amber Heard. Don't be mad. You did it yourself. Leslie, thank you for the membership three months. I want to see hashtag Amber's Heard shown to the jury. Egypt Mania, thank you for the super chat. Let's all get on every social media and hashtag the F out of her. Bots her. It's called common sense. Now, I'm not going to say that. That's just, you know, that's just the super chat. I'm not going to encourage anybody to go do anything because you know, these people want to cancel me. But I, I get what you're saying. <laughs> get what you're saying. I don't want somebody clipping and be like, hey, see, it can encouraging people to go harass her or whatever a hope thank you so much for the super chat appreciate it jennifer thank you for the super chat says did he just say he has watched some of this trial i feel like i heard him say that and i saw somebody in the comment section say that uh, supposedly expert witnesses can watch the trial so that's a question that we could ask um terry good question for terry i might call her at the end if she has time kayla thank you for the super chat shaking in his boots elvis girl he keeps saying turd and I think we're kind of off to read the rest after. Lisa G, thank you for the super chat. I'm pretty far behind, but oh my God, I cannot wait with these people. Objection, relevance, hearsay, right, foundation, and scum baggery. Thanks. Lethal Latin. Your Honor, call Dr. Uh, Alan Blaustein. All right. B-L-A-U-S-T-E-I-N. Thank you, sir. Dr. Alan. Oh, and I'm... I'm asking questions first. I believe I may be the only one asking questions. All right. All right. Thank you. Can you please provide your full name. Uh, Alan 
not lasting. You're, you're a doctor, correct? Correct. And you're a psychiatrist? Yes. How long have you been a psychiatrist for? Uh, since 1987. And you went to medical school? Yes. What medical school did you go to? Northwestern University. Now, Johnny Depp was a patient of yours, correct? Correct. You understood that Mr. Depp had substance dependence issues, is that correct? Yes. Do you recall what substance issues, what, what substances he had, Mr. Depp had issues with? Uh, marijuana, alcohol, opiates, I believe. Did you ever have an understanding that Mr. Depp had anxiety syndrome? I knew Mr. Depp had anxiety. And how did you come to be aware that Mr. Depp had anxiety? She told me that. Do you recall having any conversation that Mr. Depp was bipolar? There was some question about uh, bipolar disorder diagnosis, but I do not remember any specifics about the discussion. Do you recall having a conversation with Mr. Depp about a bipolar diagnosis? No. What behaviors did Mr. Depp acknowledge that should be changed? Uh, certainly his drug use uh, and his turning to drugs for to help relieve a lot of the psychic pain that he was experiencing. In working with Mr. Depp, would you agree that he had fundamental that Mr. Depp had fundamental issues with anger? I, I would say that he expressed having issues with anger. Mr. Depp expressed having issues with anger. Yes. Did Mr. Depp express having issues of anger towards Amber? He expressed having anger towards her. Yes. Do you recall what reasons Mr. Depp told you as to why he was expressing anger towards Amber? I can't, you know, no, I'll have to say no. In working with Mr. Depp, was he ever suspicious of Amber having affairs? Now he expressed uh, feelings of jealousy. But I don't remember if it was about the powers. Do you recall any more detail about what Mr. Depp was feeling jealousy toward Amber about? No. Working with Mr. Depp, um, did you see that he, Mr. Depp had any issues with patients? Yes, he was impatient. What is your understanding about uh, issues that Mr. Depp had with Amber? I, it was a very chaotic relationship with uh, a lot of fluctuations and ups and downs and uh, lots of difficulty in emotional expressions. And um, 
lots of anger in both places and you know, high intensity affect and emotional expression. A lot of love, a lot of uh, disappointment, a lot of fears. Dr. Blaustein, I'm showing you what's been marked as Blaustein Exhibit 3. Do you recognize this document? Yes. What, what is it? It's uh, my invoice billing document. This is from your, your file? Correct. And you keep this document in the ordinary course of business? And this uh, billing invoice is for is for Johnny Depp, correct? Correct. And so where it says ten to fourteen um, from your from your billing records, would this be the? Is this your understanding? The first time you you met with Mr. Depp by phone, yes. And in total, if we look at the number of sessions you either met or spoke to Mr. Depp that weren't uh, canceled or he didn't show up. Um, my count, it comes to, to 19, uh, eight, 18 times you met with Mr. Depp. Does that sound about right? Looks like 18 times. Did you have any concerns about any of the amounts of medications that Mr. Depp was taking? Uh, I had concerns about the Adderall that I would have expressed to him. And what were the concerns about the Adderall? Uh, I, and I don't recall the specific conversations, but I would have been asking about uh, uh, how he was diagnosed to have ADHD or under what circumstances he would take that, especially if he wasn't currently working. Did you ever talk to Mr. Depp about um, what he did when when Marilyn Manson would visit? No. When you were working with Mr. Depp, um, did you have any understanding whether Mr. Depp was still abusing uh, drugs and alcohol or not? Yes. But you do recall that there were times in your working with Mr. Depp where he had breakthrough uses of drugs or alcohol. Yeah, that his relative sobriety was not complete, yes. And that's what you mean by uh, breakthrough usage, that it, that his sobriety, Mr. Depp's sobriety was not complete? relative sobriety again I said relative sobriety because he did continue to use marijuana throughout almost entirely throughout the time that I knew him uh, with a short time exception I think so I call it relative sobriety and then there'd be some breakthrough uses of other substances okay and when you say breakthrough usage just so everyone understands what do you mean by that uh he was trying to be sober. He was working on sobriety. And uh, by breakthrough uses, I mean sobriety would mean the abstinence of using the substance. And so the breakthrough would be on a particular time he would have used the substance that he was trying to be sober of, abstinent of. Okay. So in, a, in addition to marijuana, 
in the time that you saw Mr. Depp from October of 2014 through January of 2015, there were other times, there were times where Mr. Depp broke his sobriety with drugs or alcohol in addition to marijuana, correct? I believe so, yes. How did you come to that understanding? He would have told me. Do you know why um, Mr. Depp stopped seeing you? I know he was preparing to leave to Australia to go to work. And uh, I assume that was the reason. But he hasn't returned to you since he went to Australia in, in 2015, correct? Right. And, and did anyone inform you as to why he stopped seeing you? No. Last seen exhibit nine are notes reflecting your care of Mr. Depp, correct? Right. Uh, and you kept these notes in the ordinary course of business, correct? Right. And you kept these notes in a file for Mr. Depp, correct? Correct. And this is page one of those notes from October 2nd, 2014, correct? Correct. Again, there will be plenty of places where I don't remember, I can't read what they say. They are for my current attention purposes only in these in these particular notes. Okay. And that's what makes them process notes. In working with Mr. Depp, did he discuss any um, abuse he received as a child or an adolescent? Yes. And do you recall any difficulties that Mr. Depp was ta talking to you about in his relationship with his fiance? No, not the okay. What does it say? Such a pain in the ass. Do you recall why he was saying Amber was a pain in the ass? No. Okay. And what, what's the next thing say? Uh, well, in boxes about his kid's mom. Okay. And uh, again, I think I have the word destructive. What was destructive referring to? You know, I don't know. No, I don't. Uh, something relationship 14 to 15 years, mother of my kids. Out of that official, officially. Um, he didn't want to be his dad. I think and I'm not it's abandoning like his dad. And then below kids, it says uh, clear, better. Uh, she needed me to be. All this needed me to be all this week or all this work. I don't know. If we turn to the next page, uh, it says page two. Yep, got it. And then what's the next line say? This violence rage that uh, we've had over a couple of years. Okay. And so what is Mr. Depp referring to there? Recall. So do you recall that in, in working with Mr. Depp that he spoke about um, violence and rage in other relationships in addition to his relationship with Amber? Or well, rage and chaos. I uh, don't remember violence, but uh, I do remember rage and chaos. 
Now, again, the context of this is, is, is I had met him at this point. So this is an initial telephone consultation. So uh, to see whether or not he was going to start therapy with me. But in your working with Mr. Depp, was he talking about rage and chaos with relationships in addition to his relationship with Amber, correct? Yes, yes. What, what other relationships was he talking about rage and chaos? Again, I don't have the specific recollection, but I think it included his, uh, uh, his, the mother of his children and, um, and arguments about uh, child, not, not child custody, child care or visitation or access to the children. On the left, it says uh, raise two kids, 15 and 12. And then below that, she tried to protect me. She tried to protect me too. You know who that's referring to? My association now is his uh, sister, but uh, I don't. Uh, I, I don't think that's true. I don't have a specific recollection. No. Uh, wouldn't take fa fear wake up to fight devil wait uh, wait up to fight devil you know what that's referring to wait up to fight devil I think he referred to a devil as um, some version of uh, internal depression and chaos that he felt something like an everyday phenomenon he felt he was uh, struggling and he, I think but label it as a devil so so mr depp label labeled um it's something he that was internal to him as, as the devil as, as as a representation of something horrible inside of himself what i would, would say so the devil was something horrible inside of himself correct that's what mr or the, again i don't think he ever said that so i'm, I'm going to be careful here um the devil was the representation of the battle that he had many days when he woke up with the depression and uh, anxiety and fears that he had. Did Mr. Depp ever refer to himself as a monster? Remember the word monster in my office, but I don't know if it's referring to himself or not. Maybe that'll be more revealed as we go forward. Now, turning to Blaustein 12, um, which is page four of this exhibit, and it, it, there's a three at the top, correct? Yeah. And then to the right, it says, that says Amber Fiance, correct? Correct. And, and then uh, there's work through, work through anger, just below that. And we're saying work through anger. Is that referring to, to his anger towards Amber? I think what uh, he was saying then is that part of his goal of therapy was to work through anger that he and his fiance had to, towards each other. Um, then going back to the left, um, better with girl about it. 
self-destructive, hard to not put in front of me. You know what self-destructive, hard not to put in front of me means? It's referring to. I think the self-destructive was his drug use. That's what I think referring to at this time. I'm now looking at Blaustein 13, uh, page, which has a page four. Are, are you there? Yes, I am. Okay. And at the top it says uh, Johnny slash Debbie, correct? Correct. All right. Um, and then the date it says 10 slash what? I think that's 10 7. And so it says JD 10 21 14, correct? Correct. Uh, a lot of things work. Intense work, fatigue, need a minute. Here I can say with certainty his words, shit with my girl. And, and what's that referring to? Difficulty he was having with Amber. Uh, do, you, do you recall what he was talking about, what difficulty he was having with, Mr. Depp was having with Amber? No. The next line looks like it says she refuses to accept. Correct. Do you know what Amber refuses to accept? What Mr. Depp was referring to? Nope. And to the right, it says Amber what? Amber wedding. You were, were you talking at this point about potentially Mr. Depp and Amber marrying? Yes, he was talking about that. Yes. Okay. Um, and then what does it say under she refuses to accept? Uh, wedding February. And then what's next? Uh, not want to go to marriage, 51 years old. Did, were there any discussions that you had with Mr. Depp um, where he had concerns about the age difference between him and Amber? Uh, I don't think so. No. Okay. But what does it say under 51 years old? Uh, a lot of life experiences. Uh, you're being my mother and psychotic sister. What did you understand Mr. Depp was referring to where you wrote you're being my mother and psychotic sister? I think that's something that he said to, he told me, he said to her. That he, he was... That, that Mr. Depp said to, to Amber, you're being my mother and psychotic sister? That's what I would think, yes. Okay. Then the next line. High tolerance for marijuana. Who has a high tolerance for marijuana? I, I, he did. All right, turning to the next page, um, which is Blaustein 15, and we're, I have a number five on the top there. What is it? Self something? Self-destructive very early. And with Mr. Depp talking about himself being self-destructive very early? Yes. Okay. How was he being, how was Mr. Depp describing that he was self-destructive? Well, I think, I, again, I don't recall, but let's continue and maybe something's there. So he was trying to, he was trying to be sober from booze and, and pills, correct? Correct. Okay. And then, was it you who said reward? Yeah, I asked him about where where can he get rewards elsewhere. 
Where did he get the reward? I may have asked him, where did he get the rewards elsewhere? And there he said, um, in the past, MDMA, ecstasy, cocaine. So, so what did you understand where you wrote MDMA, ecstasy, cocaine? I'm not quite sure, but that, those are things that he had used in the past. Yeah, there's raised another possibility that I had asked him specifically about that, but I don't think so. It's more likely that, uh, that those were things he had used in the past. Do you know what pills Mr. Depp was referring to to be sober from? Uh, I know oxycodone was uh, the main thrust of that time. <laughs> and, then it, and then it says, uh, back to the left, it says left off. Yeah, and that's probably a note to myself to try to get back to left off a reward loop mechanism and it's parallel to a relationship. What kinds of rewards could come back to him that could be healthy? What kinds of rewards that could come from the relationship that could be healthy? And then uh, talk about uh, biology changes. Uh, so I made a note to myself there to uh, talk about how the brain changes in the face of uh, many of these drugs over time. Did you talk with Mr. Depp at all um, that his brain can change as he continues to take these medication, these drugs? Uh, yes, I did. And then it says 10-27-14. More on relationship issues. Being accused, in his word, of being manic. Grounded by seeing children. Son is one of the positive aspects of the relationship. I assume he's talking about his past relationship there. Mr. Depp was saying that Amber reminded him of his mom and his psychotic sister. That the relationship reminded him of his relationship with his psychotic sister and his mother, yes. And and Mr. Depp talked about that he was being accused of being manic. Yes. Did he say who accused him of being manic? I assume from this it was Amber. Turn to the next page, Blaustein 16. Yeah, and it, this is uh, 1029, 14 at the top. Mm -hmm. Mood euthymic. What does that mean? Attention. Uh, normal mood. Attention decreased. Um, you mean by memory, difficulty with attention, being attention, memory, uh, uh, transitional difficulties. And what do you mean by having transitional difficulties with this memory? Uh, it would have been part of a, uh, many mental status tests that I would have done in the first session, uh, where he, uh, would have trouble uh, holding on to memory of things from five minutes ago. If I ask him for to remember three words, he may have had difficulty. He would have had difficulty remembering those three words five minutes later after distracting him with other conversation. All right. And then what does it say after that? 
THC, a marijuana, as part of issue, tetrahydrocannabinol. That's what THC stands for. So he, he saw THC as an issue with Mr. Depp's memory and attention, is that right? Well, with the transitional memory, at least, yes. Perhaps the attention. Uh, MSE, mental status examination. Uh, more present, more attention. Uh, off on dates. Uh, asked when I would ask him about, uh, what today might be, or what today's date was, perhaps, is what that's referring to. So Mr. Depp was off on, on, on what date that was. Turning to the next page, uh, Blaustein 17. Uh, it says JD at the top and then 11, 10, 14. See that? Yep, I have that. Okay. Um, and Mr. Depp came in to see you on 11, 10, 14? Correct. Okay. Um, and what's the first line say? Some clouding, probably secondary to THC. What do you mean by clouding? Would there have been something in uh, confusion or something about his mental state or less less sharp, less alert, perhaps? What's the next line say? Uh, it says no evidence of uh, mania, hypomania. What do you mean by that? Uh, I didn't see in his presentation any evidence of mania or hypomania. Okay, next line. Uh, discussion about relationships, core issues of trust. Amber says, context, contact, don't know. Okay. Uh, fruitless meeting with her therapist. Did you ever observe Mr. Depp with mania or hypomania in any of your other sessions? Not that I recall. At 10.24.14, Mr. Depp came in for another individual session, correct? 11.24.14. The first line says 15 minutes late. 15 minutes late, clear, relationship stabilizing, looking at jealous parts of him. What do you mean by that, looking at jealous parts of him? Uh, things that make him jealous or what his role might be in jealousy. And, and what made Mr. Depp jealous? Uh, well, about what was happening there with, with Amber, I don't know. I can't recall. I see in my next notice, it was a, it was a triggering point. In my next notice, triggering point, uh, early breakup at 22, where an actress cheated with a leading man. So was, was Mr. Depp jealous of Amber being with other men? I don't remember that specifically. Okay. Turning to Blaustein 18, uh, which looks like it starts at 12, 7, 14. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Oh, Depp yet. came in for an individual session. There you go. Correct. And then it looks like you have paranoia in quotes. Mm -hmm. Would have been his word. I don't know what he meant by that. The elements were fear, envy, and vigilance. So Mr. Depp told you something about paranoia? Mm -hmm. 
Well, as he defined defined it. And his elements of paranoia were fear, envy, and vigilance, as he told you. Then there's, what's the next day, 12, 18, 14? Let's see. 12, 18, 14, yes. And Mr. Depp came in for a session. Mm-hmm. Yes. Patient working. So psychotherapy on phone. It says possible there was a phone session that, that I didn't mark as a phone session. Uh, big fight with girlfriend yesterday. Uh, struggling with how to separate. Let her tell you her feelings. Relationship needs to take care of you. Her to go to a safe zone, withdraw. Different than childhood experiences. And then uh, it's at one six uh, fifteen, correct? Correct. Um, and what are these notes say? Patient late, twenty minutes. Um, Positive hypnotherapy session. Goals to make a beeline to bed. Uh, using relationship to take care of the individuals. Uh, let's see. Not logical approach to Amber's work. Take care of emotions. Uh, sobriety continuing. And then uh, Blaustein 20. We move down to the last page. And this uh, is for 1815, just to be clear. 1815, correct. Slate, uh, vulnerability, woman in studio who admired Amber. Threat. What did that mean? What did you understand that? Uh, that probably related to your prior question that there was a woman who admired her that he felt jealous of. Let's see, the next thing is something of vulnerability. Instances of vulnerability and internal fear parallel to vulnerability and childhood Inability. Free or fight only way. What does that mean? Free or fight only way? Free. Free or fight. Or free and fight is the only way. And uh, my understanding of that is either to be free of the relationship or fight for it. And positive um, relatedness with Amber through Brown. <laughs> Dash vulnerability. Did um, and and one eight fifteen was the last time you um, saw or spoke to Mr. Depp as a patient, correct? Uh, I believe that's true. Did Mr. Depp describe to you at all how his jealousy would present itself, whether he's jealous of a man or a woman in relation to Amber? It would make him angry. It would make him feel insecure. 
That's it. Your next witness. You know, because with that part too. This is Eric George. He was the attorney for. Well, Amber I guess relating to the op-ed. I guess because it's her people, they just don't need to. That's so weird. We gotta ask Terry about this with these depots. Your name for the record? Sure. Eric I mean, at least it's quick. E R I C. Last name is George. G E O R G. And could you also state your business address, please? Sure. 2121 Avenue of the Stars, Suite 2800, Los Angeles, California, 90067. And what is the name of the law firm that you work with? It's Brown, B-R-O-W-N-E, George, Ross, O'Brien, Anaguay, and Ellis. And you are an attorney, Mr. George? I am. I am. And I take it from the name of the firm that you are one of the named partners? I am indeed. Okay. Uh, what are your areas of practice? Litigation, uh, largely in the business and entertainment areas. Have you handled defamation and libel matters? I have. Mm. Where are you barred? In other words, where? what states are you a member of the bar? Sure. In California, New York, and Washington, D.C., and are you also a member or barred in the United States Supreme Court? I am. Can you please tell us where you attended undergraduate and law school? Sure. At Georgetown for both undergrad and law school. What, if any, service did you have with the Council of the United States Senate Judiciary Committee? Oh. Sure. Oh. Um, in... I'm just pausing to get my dates correct here. Um, in approximately March of 1999, thank you, Lauren. I began service as counsel to the U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee, where I served through uh, about mid 2000. And what, if any, service did you have to the secretary, uh, the legal affairs secretary to the governor, Pete Wilson? Sure. Uh, from about March 1997 to January of 1999, I was counsel to then-Governor Pete Wilson, and my specific title was deputy legal affairs secretary. Have you been recognized for your career achievements since you have been an attorney? Uh, I'll say immodestly, yes, in uh, various ways that uh, lawyers are from time to time in magazines and publications and whatnot. And what, if any, uh, uh, recognition have you received as one of the top 100 attorneys uh, in California? The legal paper annually puts out a list of the top 100 attorneys in California, and I've been fortunate to be selected as one of those uh, for many years. And what, if any, recognition have you had as being a super lawyer in California? Uh, same answer, except that's, I believe it's called Los Angeles Lawyer Magazine. I, I could have that wrong, but again, annually they put out a list of their super lawyers. All right. And 
Are you also a member of the American College of Trial Lawyers? I am. <laughs> what What is one of the What is the one of the qualifications for becoming a member, being invited to be a fellow of the American College of Trial Lawyers? Sure. So the the college reaches out to individual lawyers who have distinguished themselves and generally occupy the top 1% of law practice. And it's an organization dedicated to development of professionalism within the practice of law. I'm going to now turn to Amber Heard. And I'm going to ask you, Mr. George, Super how lawyers. long have you known Amber Heard? Um, I have known Amber Heard, gosh, it's got to be a good five years I'm going to be referring to an op-ed, and I'm going to use the term op-ed. It's obviously an opinion editorial uh, that uh, Amber Heard uh, ended up uh, ultimately publishing with the ACLU. And so in the Washington Post, December 18, 2018. Um, So as I go through and ask these questions, I'm going to be using just the term op-ed. Will you be comfortable with me using op-ed and understand it to mean that particular publication on December 18, 2018? Sure. So what, if any, legal representation did you provide to Ms. Heard relating to the op-ed? She presented to me a draft of the op-ed and asked for my counsel in terms of reviewing it, Uh, editing it, and finalizing it for publication. When is the first time Amber Heard reached out to you in connection with the op-ed and reviewing the op-ed? It was certainly within the time frame of December 6, 2018. In connection with the op-ed, what, if anything, was your objective in representing Amber Heard with respect to the review and revision of the op-ed? I reviewed it and spent some significant time on it to make sure that there would be no meritorious claim that could be brought against her in connection with a defamation or related type of tort claim. And ideally with that in mind, to minimize the possibility of her ever being sued in connection with publishing it. So, Mr. George, I'm going to ask you to take a look at exhibit number nine. Yes. Are you familiar with this document? I am. Please describe what it is. Uh, As its title, it's a judgment of dissolution of the marriage between Amber Heard and Mr. Depp. Were you familiar with this document and its contents when you represented Amber Heard relating to the review of the op-ed? Yes. And what was your objective in representing and advising Amber Heard on the op-ed in connection with this stipulated judgment of dissolution of marriage? So uh, my objective was to make sure that there would be no meritorious claim that could be brought against Ms. Heard in connection with the publication of an op-ed whether that is a tort related to, say, defamation or something uh, akin to it, uh, but also including any contract-based breach claim uh, arising in connection with the judgment. 
And what if any, what if any indications did you have from Amber Heard during that time frame that Amber did not intend to follow your advice or did not care if she was in a compromising position or might be at legal risk? So let me answer that this way. Really two points. Number one, there was never anything that she said to me to the effect that she was willing to run some risk of being sued or that she wouldn't listen to my counsel or anything of that sort. Number two, that she affirmatively did follow in all instances my counsel with respect to these particular edits. What if any legal advice provided by you to Amber Heard respecting the Washington Post op-ed was disregarded by Amber Heard? None, to my knowledge. What if any legal advice provided by you to Amber Heard respecting the Washington Post op-ed was followed by Amber Heard? All of it. What if any legal advice did you provide to Amber Heard in connection with the drafting and publication of the op-ed that was not made in good faith by you? I acted in good faith throughout and with the best of my abilities. All right, your next witness. Yes, Your Honor, we have Jessica Kovacevic. She's Amber's agent, and that's approximately 27 minutes. Why do you spell the last name for me? That's a tough one. K-O-V-A-C-E-V-I-C. All right, thank you. Good afternoon, Ms. Kovacevic. And Ms. Kovacevic, do you know that you are here today in your personal capacity and also as a representative of your agency, WME? I do. Ms. Kovacevic, what do you do for work? I'm a talent agent. Would you please describe in just very general terms what a talent agent does generally? Generally, you procure work for your clients. You make introductions, you read their scripts, you negotiate their deals. And I take it Ms. Heard is one of your clients? Yes. Did Ms. Heard have a successful career at the time you began working with her? Yes. And over the period that you've worked with Ms. Heard as her agent, what have your job responsibilities entailed? Like I mentioned before, introducing her to producers and directors, writers, studio executives, procuring work for her, just introducing her to people that can employ her, and then negotiating her deals. And then dealing with whatever happens while she is working, anything that arises that needs dealing with. Did you ever at any point in time see Mr. Depp hit Ms. Heard? No. Were you working with Ms. Heard when she was cast in the original Aquaman? She was cast in, I was, she was cast in Justice League first. 
And then the deal was to be in Justice League, the first Aquaman and the second Aquaman. Did you assist Ms. Hurd in procuring the role of Mira in Aquaman? Yes. Was Aquaman a successful movie? Extremely. Was Ms. Hurd's performance in the film well-received critically? Yes. Were there any negative views about Ms. Hurd's performance in Aquaman? In the press, you mean? Or what do you mean specifically? Well, in the press or otherwise. No, there weren't any negative. As her talent agent, did you attempt to renegotiate Ms. Hurd's salary for Aquaman 2? Yes. Uh, when did you do that? We did that uh, around this time last year. Why did you attempt to renegotiate it at all? It's standard to uh, renegotiate uh, these types of deals. Uh, it's normal practice. Um, when a movie, I mean, when Aquaman came out, it was the most successful movie of all time ever. Um, so even more so for that reason. But for any successful franchise movie, when you make um, a three or four picture deal like we did um, in success, uh, it's typical to go back and renegotiate the deal. And now getting to your point, why did you choose to do it last year at this time? Um, because that's when her option was exercised. And when you did get around to trying to negotiate, um, you and WME successful in doing that? Correct. Uh, when did he call Warner Brothers to renegotiate uh, the next film? It would have been the end of February last year. What year is that? 2021? Yes. At some point, was there were there press reports that Ms. Heard was getting released from Aquaman 2? There were uh, online rumors for a while that she was being replaced. When did you first hear about those? Um, first, I don't know exactly when, but it, it was way before for it was it was way before this it was maybe even a year before this six months before maybe so nobody ever told you that warner brothers misrepresented the reason that they were replacing Ms. Heard, correct why no why would they did there come a time when miss Heard was restored to her role in aquaman 2 Yes. At that time, uh, what were the terms of her restoration to Aquaman 2? The financial terms? Yes. Uh, she was going to be making $2 million on the, on the second film. Was that consistent with the original contract? Yes. Is this consistent with what uh, Warner Brothers originally gave as the rationale for not using her in Aquaman 2? The, the lack of chemistry between her and Jason? Yes. Yes. So it, um, did there come a time when WME came to understand that uh, Ms. Hurd's role as Mira in, in Aquaman 2 was diminished in some way? When she was sent the script, uh, she was sent the script directly 
which is the common practice for these films. You're aware that Miss Heard has a contract with L'Oreal, correct? Yes. Uh, were you working with Miss Heard when she signed that contract? Yes. What's a bot? Uh, a bot is a, a fake account that's created to execute a certain objective. What? Um, what is your educational background since high school? College. Uh, what college did you attend? NYU. What year did you graduate? 2005. What was your major? Communications. When WME first began working with Ms. Hurd as her talent agent, uh, you said she had had some success. How well known was Ms. Hurd? Um, she was pretty famous. Um, she was within the industry. You could call anyone and they knew who she was. Um, so she had a, a certain level of, of fame. She had starred in movies and shows already by that point. Okay, going back and taking a wider lens, you know, over the time that you've, the several years you've worked for with Miss Heard, how would you characterize the arc of her career? Um, I would say she was a known actress when I started working with her. Um, I said she was someone that you could call executives and producers and people about everyone, you know, knew her name. Um, she hadn't yet like reached, um, big star status, but she was definitely, um, you know, she, she could get the lead of an independent movie. She could get the lead of a TV series. Um, when I worked with her, we, we, slowly started to like strategically you know have her work on some more prestigious projects and work with you know uh, better directors and then when she got Justice League that was a you know turning point for her um, and then Aquaman you know subsequently um, was obviously the be you know the biggest thing she had ever been a part of And is, is the arc of her career now on the upswing with her being part of Aquaman 2? No. Tell me what you mean. Why not? Um, because typically um, when you have an actor who is in a movie as successful as that, as Aquaman was, um, their career um, totally changes. And they're in a different echelon. They, you know, get way more offers. They're just put in a different place um, position-wise with studios. Um, they're more bankable, so they can greenlight projects. Um, all of those kind of things are consistent with when you're in a, a blockbuster of that size. And um, with her, uh, that did not happen. Um, you know, it happened, you know, very significantly for her co-star obviously he's the lead of the film and he's the title character but um, even you know even a small percentage of that did not happen for her um, so uh, that's that's my assessment what evidence sitting here uh, today do you have that 
this caused her career any harm? Um, because the, I mean, evidence in that, in my experience and the experience of my colleagues and in, in, in the experience of this business, um, you, your career takes a turn after something like that. You're, she was very well received in the movie at the time. Everyone was very happy with her at the time. There was no issues. And then to have a complete downturn after that and then have that coincide with constant tweets and negativity put out about her. Um, I don't have a physical piece of paper of evidence, but it's the only logical conclusion I can draw. Can you name a single role she has lost as a result of any activity by Adam Waldman or anyone at his behest? Um, there was a movie at Amazon that she had been offered um, with Gael Garcia Bernal. I don't know what the, the final um, title of it is called now. I can look it up. Um, it had a working title at the time. Um, that they um, took away from her. And, um, you know, the lead actor who was a producer on it very much wanted it to be her and was very frustrated with the process. And no one... No one can say um, out loud, we're taking this away from her because, you know, of this bad press, because it's nothing she did. And it's it's all hearsay and it's all, you know, whatever. But there's no other reason. Now, Ms. Kovacevic, you, you've testified a bit about Adam Waldman, correct? Correct. And can you point us to any career opportunities that Ms. Heard has lost because of any statements made by Mr. Waldman? I mean, the, the, the Amazon movie, for one, is one that I is tangible because that is an example of something that she had before all of it that was then um, taken away. Um, I know that um, a campaign she shot for Todd's via Katie Slater um, was scrapped and not used. Um uh, I don't, I, there was not another specific example because, like I said to you, no one is going to say to me, oh, we can't hire her because of these tweets or whatever. They just don't want to hire someone that has bad press around them from, you know, these accusations calling. No one wants someone who's being accused of a liar and making something up and, you know, abusing somebody. No one wants that association with their project. And directing your attention 10 pages into the article, there's a, another quote from Mr. Waldman. Mr. Waldman states in this article, quote, quite simply, this was an ambush, a hoax. They set Mr. Depp up by calling the cops, but the first attempt didn't do the trick. The officers came to the penthouses thoroughly searched and interviewed and left after seeing no damage to face or property. So Amber and her friends spilled a little wine and roughed the place up, got their stories straight under the direction of a lawyer and publicist, and then placed a second call to 911, end quote. Did I read that correctly? It just shows the top part of that on this page, but the top part was, was correct. Okay. Did any uh, potential, did was W... Emmy aware of Adam's statement, Mr. Waldman's statements in this particular article? Yes. 
Now, you testified a little bit earlier about there being tweets from Adam. I assume you were talking, you were referring to Adam Waldman. Is that correct? Yes. And, and what, if any, impact did it have on Amber Heard's career and career path to have Mr. Depp's lawyer putting out statements in the press and in tweets that Amber Heard was lying, making things up, creating a hoax of abuse. I think that his comments spurred on, uh, it just added fuel to the fire. So there was already so much media coverage. And that's what you observed? That's what I observed. I'm going to take you to Aquaman, and I'll call it Aquaman 1 just to make it a little bit easier to understand. What, if any, performance issues were raised with Amber Heard by anyone uh, that was responsible for the filming of Aquaman? No performance issues raised whatsoever. And what was your understanding of how Amber tested with the audiences in Aquaman? My understanding was that she tested extremely well. And, and this is an Aquaman has reflected all the markers of a very successful movie at this point? Yes. You testified earlier that it's quite typical when you have a series of three to four uh, films in a, in a franchise or a series uh, to be able to renegotiate as you go into the sequels. Do you recall that testimony? Yes. Okay. And why is that? Um, because you make the initial deals... Um, you know, uh, before the movie has done, you know, well. Um, and then when the movie overperforms like that, it's just, it's a custom. In light of the success of Aquaman, uh, would you expect that Amber Heard would be receiving endorsements as of this time? Yes. And, and what is the typical, uh, what is the typical process that happens after someone has starred in a very successful movie such as Aquaman and Amber with Mira. The endorsement department would um, a combination of offers and then um, seeking out offers that uh, seeking out opportunities. Now, given Amber's career trajectory leading up to and immediately after the success of Aquaman one. Did you expect her career to go on an upward, downward trajectory or stay the same? I expected an upward trajectory. And why is that? Because in success of a film like that, it's, it's usually always the case. And immediately after the successes of Aquaman, would you have expected Amber's annual earnings to increase, decrease or stay the same compared to the previous five years? I would have expected them to increase. And why is that? Because her um, her profile had been raised internationally. She was in a movie that was successful worldwide. And when you are in a movie that performs that well worldwide, your bankability is, is stronger. Um, you can finance an independent film more easily. You can uh, green light a film more easily. Um, you can just do more and for more money. Do you recall what the budget was for Aquaman? The first one? Um, I don't know. It would have been probably somewhere between uh, 150 and 200 million. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, 
Would you have expected Ms. Heard to continue to earn at least the fee she made on Aquaman on future big budget studio firms or less or more? You, um, that becomes an actor's quote, um, their fee. Um, and, uh, yes, typically like you will then earn your, not on a tiny independent film. You're, you couldn't make that much money on that, but, um, another studio film, another film at a streamer or whatever, something like that, you would make that much or potentially get a raise. Other than Aquaman 2, has Amber obtained any roles with a budget the size of Aquaman's? No. Has she been hired for any films with budgets over $100 million? No. Hmm. Immediately nope. after the success of Aquaman, would you expect the success of Aquaman and her starring role in that film to increase her ability to get more movie studios uh, to be interested in her? decrease or stay the same increase and did it no hmm. would you expect her uh to get more tv roles objection yeah. and oh. why make sure they left that in there why um because um, i mentioned earlier um in the conversation um you know tv and and films are so blended now and there's much less of a delineation between picking projects between film and TV. And did Amber receive more TV roles as a result of Aquaman, the success of Aquaman? No. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, would you have expected Amber to star in more than one project per year, less or the same? It depends. If it was a big, you know, Aquaman takes up six months of the year. Big movies take up longer time. Indies, you can do a couple of them a year. It just depends. So I, I wouldn't put in a number on it, but definitely um, more than zero. And has Amber started more than one project per year since then? No. Immediately after the success of Aquaman, did you expect Amber to earn between five and ten million dollars a year for the next five years? I would have expected to renegotiate on Aquaman too, most certainly. Um, and so, right there, um, that would have been significantly more. And um, she would have, yes, I would have expected her to earn more in a combination of. TV, film, and more endorsements. Was it your understanding that WME passed on to L'Oreal suggestions to assist them in being able to block some of the harassing uh, Instagrams they were getting at that time? Yes. All right. Let's bring up 30 again, please. Now, did in fact L'Oreal suspend having Amber Heard on the International Women's Day campaign? Yes. What the conditions were for for the for the renewal? Um, it was just essentially that they were renewing her. Um, uh, I it was the same fee. Um, that was the, the the bulk of it. It wasn't you know like an, a raise, um, but they were extending her. Okay. And typically, coming out of the success of Aquaman, would you have anticipated that Amber could have? negotiated larger fees for commercial projects. Yes, we would. Okay. And why would that be? Because her profile had been raised. She was 
you know, um, she had done something super successful. So in typically that's what you would do. That would just be the standard practice. When did you first learn about the change.org petition that was uh, out there to try to get Amber Heard dropped from Aquaman 2? I don't know when I first saw it. Uh, were you aware of it as of May 27, 2020? Yes. You earlier uh, talked about bots in response to one of Mr. Chu's uh, um questions what if anything was your understanding of these bots at this time during this time frame my understanding is just based off my own um mainly based off my own research just clicking on the the accounts myself um and then discussing it amongst the team and and what did you learn when you did that just as i would go through you know daily just looking at comments or uh, you know, just the negative comments. Clicking on them, many of them were just kind of accounts made for this kind of commentary or just accounts that just had, you know, no followers, no no posts, nothing, um, or following just Amber and Johnny, things like that. And, and I'm sorry, and so what did you learned from clicking onto those that led you to believe they were bots. They weren't consistent with uh, what I know to be uh, actual Instagram accounts. When you look to set a career trajectory for an actor who just broke out in a major franchise film, would you look to other comparable actors' careers to ascertain what type of acting jobs they could get? I, I, I mean, I've been doing this job for, you know, um, quite some time so I, I don't necessarily look to one or the other but in general when someone is in you know what was at the time the most successful film ever released um, the natural progression is growth and more films more you know more work more money all of that stuff and when you say the most successful film ever you're referring to Aquaman 1 correct? correct Okay. Um, are comparable actor salaries used in your mind to ascertain the asking price for an actor in a similar film? Are comparable actor salaries used in your mind to ascertain the asking price for an actor in a similar film? Yes. Would you consider Anna de Amas career to be comparable to Amber's in measuring where Amber would have been after Aquaman won? Um, Ana de Armas, yes, I would say that would be a, a, a comparable, um, that would be a good comp. All right, yes, ma'am. Is that that's, what you have for today? That's it. Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've come to the end of our, our day and the end of our week. Um, so I want to make sure you have a good three days and come back for our last week of testimony. Uh, and uh, enjoy your weekend. I just want to remind you again of uh, what we need to remember as we go through the weekend, okay? So you're not to read anything about this case. You're not to watch anything about this case. You're not to listen to anything about the case. This applies to television, newspapers, magazines, the Internet, and any online sites. Further, you're not to read, watch, or listen to anything about this case on any social media 
networking site or streaming service. In addition, you must not communicate with anyone about the case, whether in person, over the phone, by email, text, or instant messaging, or by any other electronic or non-electronic means. This includes your fellow jurors, friends, family, co-workers, acquaintances, and strangers. I also instruct you that you cannot do any research or make inquiries about this case, whether online or by any other means. For example, you cannot look information up on the Internet that is related to this case or related to the persons involved in this case, nor may you consult dictionaries or other reference materials. What you learn about this case is limited to what you learn in the four walls of this courtroom when proceedings are underway. All right? So enjoy your weekend. We'll see you early, 9 o'clock, ready to go on Monday morning, okay? Monday morning. Thank God she said it. Just to confirm and blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Yo, I don't know what is up with these testimonies. And I was just, uh, this whole thing with this witness, too, which Lindsay kind of pointed out, which somebody else pointed out, Rakia Law and some other people, that they're basically saying or arguing the same thing All that Johnny's right. trying and to also, argue. Also, uh, in this matter, Ms. Heard and Mr. Depp, please do not uh, do any posts on social media over the weekend and no public statements, please. All right. Um, and we will see you on Monday morning. As for the attorneys, 8 a.m. Tomorrow. tomorrow. I thank you for all the jury wow. instructions, objections. Yeah. We're going through those now. I appreciate that. Um, I am missing some exhibits from depositions that we need to get. So if you get with Jamie, so we can get those um, and get them all taken care of for the week. Um, another thing Thanks that I'm else. doing, just to give you information, um, where I'm getting IT together to do a laptop. Uh, for the jurors for deliberations, the laptop is going to be scrubbed and it's just going to have the audio and the video files on them. Okay, so I'm, they're going to get me a mock-up by Tuesday. It's just going to—it's not going to have any Wi-Fi or internet or no passwords. So it's just going to have that on it. So once I get it um, and I approve it, I'm going to have it, both parties take a look at it and make sure everything is on there. Uh, that's supposed to be on there, and that's going to go to the jury when the physical evidence goes to the jury. Okay. It just seemed like that was a better way to do it for the audio and the video files. Okay. Uh, as far as times go, I can give you your updated times of the as of this no minute. Tiene más. ¿Qué, qué más que tiene? Um, for plaintiff, plaintiff has used 42 hours and 45 minutes. Defendant has used 53 hours and one minute. So the time remaining for the plaintiffs is 18 hours and 30 minutes. Still got time. And the time for the defendants is 8 hours and 14 minutes. Okay? Mm. So anybody have any other issues before we're done for tonight? No, Not at this All point. right. We'll see you tomorrow morning, 8 a.m. Yes? Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Wow. And I would have thought maybe, I mean, I'm glad it's not going to 530, honestly, but I would have thought maybe they could have, like, you know, maybe brought on another five minute, 20 minute testimony, whatever it is they got, get another one in. They're kind of, they're going through their things a lot faster. I'm almost wondering, are they even going to use up their time or are they not? And it, they don't really seem to have much. And the, I guess, I mean, the Amber's list is pretty long, right? I wonder how many have we, we've gone through already. It's, it's a complete difference though, between the two sides and their witnesses. Apparently, nobody like us either. Movie producers or her friends or whatever you want to call them. Hmm. <clears throat> it's Friday, Mel. Ends early. Is that why? Okay. 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 Okay, man. Um. 
Let me get some of the super chats. We can do calls for a little bit if you guys want to do some calls, and then I'll, and then we can end it. Um, and I should call Terry if she's if she's available. Lethal Latin, Chagorn in favor of JD. Amber Heard teams creating a circus. Angela, thank you for becoming a member. Elvis, thank you for becoming a member. Chantel, thank you for the bits. Egypt says, oh my God, Barkin turned into a lizard. Yikes, don't blame him in the least. Just say no to Botox, y'all. Canceled. It depends. Um, let's see what else we got. Destiny just got on. Why is this lady here? 1990s. Come on. Kayla says Smurf. I love her. Elvis Gale. She changed all. She changed all this after her deposition. She lied. Lisa, Lisa, thank you for the super chat. Leslie, they pulled out the, they pulled out that tales from the crypt lady just to testify. <laughs> the rebel. Um, she sounded like a, she sounded like a smoking ad. Bad name for barking bag. Damn. Chat's going hard. Egypt says uh, the sun is as bad as our national inquiry with the headlines like man gives birth to outer space alien and doesn't know who the baby who the baby daddy is. True. Imperfect me. Ellen testimony date on the video was November 22nd, 2019. I didn't read that. Mama four Rose. Great job. Thank you for the super chat. Base Chica. Thank you for the uh, super chat. I have more marks on me from blood pressure cuff and surgery. I just got out. Of then Amber does and all her picks combined past the Amica. <laughs> oh crap. Lady B, thank you for being a member for six months. Mel, thank you for running the stream consistently and cracking hilarious voices. Don't forget to ask Terry about the depot sending love. Okay, we're gonna do that now too. Emma, thank you for the super and um D I G G E R, thank you for the bits. Back to back. Appreciate that. Spelling it out in case somebody tries to set me up. I had some weirdo try to set me up a couple of years ago. Weirdo shit. All right, let's call, uh, not that you're trying to do that, but, you know, got to be careful. Let's see if Terry's there. Terry, our Texas friend. Texas. Texas. Mel? Hello, Mel? I can't do her voice. Hi, Mel, man. I know, I'm so excited. I don't know what to do tonight. I mean, I have a couple things I should do, but. Like a glass of wine on my mind. Terry. Hi. Hi, welcome. How you doing? We're calling you. I'm on I'm live, fine. by the way. I'm live. Oh, you're on live. <laughs> yes. Okay. And some people had questions. They were wondering about some things with this uh trial. One Which is one about the last witness? Well, I mean what do you, do you have any thoughts on that? The witness? Yeah, I mean that's to establish damages for her. That's why she was up there. She was, damages, she was yeah. saying, yeah, but I mean, the only reason she got Aquaman, if we know, I mean, and we all know, is because, mm. or Justice League is because of Johnny anyway. So mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. That's my thought. But mm. that was what that last witness was about, was damages, trying to prove up damages for Amber. Right. Um, somebody's, uh, Lori says, why aren't they sequestered? I don't know. I would have done I, if I were the judge, a trial judge. I would have done it in this case, just because it's so everywhere. It's so pervasive. I would. I would have sequestered them. You don't have to in a civil case. You don't have to in a criminal case. But 
it seems like it would have been a good idea. So, but I can't answer that. I don't know why that that particular good. county did, didn't do it or what. Can expert witnesses watch the trial? Because I think some guy said earlier, some witness, he said he watched the trial or something. I don't know if he was referring to this one or a previous one. No, yes, experts can because their testimony, they could, in their testimony, they can say, well, I watched, let's say, Johnny on the stand and I saw XYZ if it was like a psychiatrist or something. Mm. So, so an expert can always opine on what they've seen because that's part of what they're testifying to. Mm. Okay. Um, why do you, I don't know if there's a reason, why is there so many depo depositions for Amber compared to like, is that, is that optional or how does that work? Can they, is there a reason like sometimes they can't come in or is it just a request? I would think, and this is just me being a, you know, a little snotty Southern girl. Mm. But I have to say that I think it's because they didn't want to come to Virginia. I think Johnny's people, people came because they love Johnny. Mm. I just don't think they wanted to come. I don't think they want to be involved. I mean, her, even her agent looked like, God, why am I here? You know? Right. In my opinion, that's just me looking at it. I mean, you know, I don't, I don't really know how it was, but, that's my thought. My thought right. is that they're not they're not willing to come, and they can say something like, "blah blah blah work blah blah blah," and the court will okay a deposition appearance. People are are wondering too why, like the depots that we're hearing with Amber, that they were like we're not hearing any of the cross because I feel like with Johnny's we heard back and forth between both attorneys. This one we're just hearing one side. And they're cutting it off, and it's being cut off abruptly. That's because they're putting it on. You got to wait until cross examination. Oh, so during cross, they'll play the other portions and stuff. Or they might wait until their case, like usually, goes like this: plaintiff puts on his case, then defendant. Oops, my doctor's here. Um, I got to go. Okay. Oh, you're in trouble. I'm in trouble now, (laughs) but I'll 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 call you back. Okay. All right. We'll talk. Goodbye. Bah. 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 That was good. She answered some good questions. Um, what should we do? Do you want to do calls or do we call this shit? Go party. Do we call it? My favorite part was that lady. The 1900s lady. Johnny, it was a sexual relationship. Yes. Yes, we were in a brief relationship. Mm, Johnny. Like, yeah, damn. <laughs> damn. Succubus. Uh, yeah, what do you guys want to do? Should we call it? Call it? Or quiere ser teléfono? Quiero que. Calls? Calls? You want to do some calls? Okay, man, let's do some calls. Fuck. Oh, I was going to say fuck it. But, man, I guess I did now anyway. All right, let's do some calls. <laughs> calls. Do a few calls and then we call it. Mm-hmm. Host show, start show. Uh, Yeah, today was kind of slow. 
kind of slow, man. But it was slow as far as I guess entertainment. But they they move pretty fast, which I, I guess is good that they're moving quickly through the witness list. All right. Thank you for calling Colin Studios host. Hey. Hi, this is Carrie again. Let me call you from the direct number because I'm setting up the phone line, but I'll call you first so we can finish our conversation. Okay, I'll call you right back. Oh, this thing hung up for me. Okay, I'll call you back. Damn, that the party line thing hung up hung up on me quick. and can manage your callers from the call-in okay. studio web interface. Let me call Terry. Let me call Terry and then I'll get the caller that called. Make um, outbound call. Phone number. Let's try. Okay, let's try. Let's see. Hey. Hey, Terry, can you hear me? Hello? Hello, Terry. Can you hear me? Mel? Hey. Hello. Hi. Hi, this is Terry. How's it going? Can you hear me clearly? Yeah, I can hear you now. I don't know what happened. Some some, some other number cut in or something. I don't know what was going on. I swear my life is crazy as loon. But anyway... So what may happen is we will see whatever whatever cross in the rebuttal case. What usually mm-hmm. happens is the plaintiff puts on his case, the defense and counter claimant puts on their case, and then the plaintiff gets another chance. It's called rebuttal, and they can call mm-hmm. witnesses and stuff and play things that they weren't able to do until they saw the defendant's case. Do you see okay. what I'm saying? Right. Like if they got something that came up in Amber's case, then um, and they saw it during her case in chief, then they can come back on rebuttal, even calling new witnesses. So that's probably when we'll see any of that stuff. Okay. Um, let's see. I think that was all I had. Let me see if the chat has any questions as well. Oh, I'd Wait. like to give a shout-out to the Jeweled Monkey. I got more compliments monkey. on my jewelry. To, yeah, I, I got more compliments on my jewelry today than I've ever gotten. And, honey, I've got Ooh. jewelry. <laughs> Were you got like a website or something? Nice. Or are you just talking about like a picture you sent her or something like that? Or? I think it's the jewelry. Oh, she does jewelry? She sold, what is it? What's, what's yeah. it? Jeweledmonkey.com. Jeweledmonkey.com. Let's see. Or it might be the jeweledmonkey.com. Anyway, fabulous stuff. Ooh. And she's one of your biggest fans, supporters. Yeah, she's amazing. Let me see if I can pull up her site. Jeweled monkey. (laughs) So I I really think, um, just from a legal perspective, that 
Amber's not looking too good here. Mm. Her case isn't very strong, in my opinion. Right. Kind of weak. Yeah, seems a little weak. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is kind of cute. She's got some nice stuff on here. Best sellers. Oh my gosh, precious. I got this. Um, the, the thing that I got, it's a floral um, copper kind of bangle and then the earrings that match. Oh my gosh, I had people offering me money for them today. Oh, damn. I was like, no. <laughs> Yeah. Uh-uh. I'll take that off your hands. That's <laughs> um, And now my doctor had to leave and go put a cast on somebody, so I'm just sitting in here waiting. <laughs> what did you think of today? Again, I think, uh, I think it's, I think it's over. Mm. I mean, I, I don't think there's any chance that anybody else is going to present any better evidence than they've presented so far. And yeah, no, Johnny's going to get his... going to be less and less like the qual like the yeah, I feel like they use their big fewer, already. Yeah, I mean it's less and less effective. You throw your big your big guns out first, and even her big guns weren't big guns. And now Johnny will be able to come back on rebuttal and go bam, 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 and they don't get to answer to rebuttal. So they don't get a rebuttal. Well, I guess she will get a rebuttal because she's a counter. Usually the defendant doesn't get a rebuttal. So I'm excited to see the rebuttal, but I think we're not going to see anything else exciting on her case in chief. Okay. Yeah, it's handmade jewelry, right? Vic says she's going to order some. I like these studs. Not that I'd wear them, but like if I were going to get it as a gift, like buy it as a gift, I think these are kind of cute. Right. She's got some beautiful pieces. I just loved them. I, I, I'm, only, I'm not even going to say how much I spent, but they were just beautiful pieces. And they got the payment, monthly install payment, too, or whatever. Oh, nice. did they have nice that? Yeah, I, I think it's called that. <laughs> <laughs> But I think they charge, like, interest or something, you know, but it's better just to pay it all at once. But there is the option, though. I didn't know. What do you think's happening? I mean, what's your opinion as a layperson who just does a lot of crime and trials and stuff? What do you think? I mean, I'm curious about what a layperson thinks. I mean, I'm watching this from a different perspective than you, but, but what do you think? Uh, I think that, uh, I mean, from what I've heard about the jury, it's just some of their reactions. I think they're kind of over it. I think I feel like I'm kind of over it too, like hearing Amber's side and her people. And uh, it seemed kind of lame. I mean, I think the biggest thing maybe so far that they brought up or her people have brought up is the, uh, I think those pictures from yesterday or something that I don't, I don't know that I've seen. There was like one where she's wearing like a black dress or something and there's something like that. But I mean, even the other pictures they've contested, uh, I just, I don't think it's looking good for Amber at all. I don't know that Johnny's going to win. I don't know. I, I, I'm still kind of leaning towards, like I've said multiple times, that they may walk out both with, as far as the defamation, they may walk out with nothing. But I think Johnny's definitely, I mean, the perception of the internet, he's definitely clearly won the internet. I think that's for sure. Um, and yeah, today, he's, won, he's, kinda, he's done what he wanted to do, I think. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gotten more, um, I don't know, 
notoriety out of this. I think if or, they award attention. any damages at all, it'll be very small. Yeah. If they, if they award any damages, it won't be fifty million or a hundred million or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, th- I just think too that, that I, you know I get it, like the whole angle with drugs and all that stuff. But there's just so many people on drugs or that have had those issues and that have had those struggles, and so like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if, not it's not good to abuse is, somebody. That's not what the case is. She's saying he was a wife beater. So right, right, right. But, but but what I'm saying is is that they're, because... they're trying to convince the jury because of all those things of drugs that he would do that. But there's probably people in that jury that have had issues too, that have struggled and overcome. And so it's kind of like they're beating that with a debt to, how's the saying? Being and with they a dead horse. not because she's, And I think they're losing them. He already came out. They yeah. jumped ahead of all this stuff in front of it he's put out all his shit out there you know there's just so much that's deception what a good lawyer does. It's talking yeah. to the blow. that's correct that's what a yeah. good lawyer does and his lawyers are excellent yesterday or was it yesterday or the day before i can't remember what when she was she was being cross-examined i just wished i could have gone to the courtroom and hugged johnny's lawyer he was awesome i mean Which she one? was awesome oh camille 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 man could Camille had it going Caliente. on. <laughs> yeah, she killed Caldo. it. Caldo. Yes, <laughs> what did you yes. say? What did you say, Caldo? I said Caldo. <laughs> <laughs> Funny. Yeah, oh, so I, I, I don't know. I guess we'll be back Monday. Um, well. And let me, and yeah, I guess let me get the other calls too, Terry, and we'll catch up. Uh, but oh, I'll definitely yeah, hit you back. Sure. Yeah, I'll definitely hit you back on these days, and I don't know if people have questions or whatever. Yeah, and I've been taking notes, so if you have anything specific, it's it's groovy. Okay. Okay, Sounds gotta good. go. All right, thanks. Thanks so Bye. much. Bye-bye. Okay, 407, how are you doing? Where are you calling from? No, I'm so sick and tired of you not knowing my number. Oh, shit. <laughs> I don't remember nothing. It's Cheeks. Listen. Two words. These last two days have been like, like intolerable, insufferable, hmm. and just lackluster. I'm so over inverse like people. I completely agree with Terry. Some people did not want to be there. They did not want to be there. Rocky wasn't looking into the camera. She was just like, God, I guess I'm here. That this Rocky agent, thing was weird. It was agent, weird. Yeah, then this agent, like, I was listening to her as I'm driving. She, oh, Aquaman was the most successful movie ever. I'm like, honey, where? I still haven't watched that movie. <laughs> I haven't watched it either. We were talking about that on Twitch. We, several of us haven't watched the movie. She's like, she's like, it's the, it was the most successful movie ever released. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, you're, you truly are an agent. You will sell, literally. You will sell the shit out of something. And the way that she was hyping Amber up, I'm like, again, I didn't know who Amber was until uh, your followers were like, oh, yeah, she was an Aquaman. And I'm like, yep, still haven't heard of her. I literally remember her from the damn movie my 13-year-old remembered. And I was like, oh, okay, that's who she is. Like, wonder how she bagged Johnny, but all right, that's great. Mm. Mm. I'm so over this. Mm. How many more days? <laughs> How many Did more you see days? the lady that came on? Uh, uh, what's her name? Ellen Barkin? Yeah, I did. I was at <laughs> Office Depot. <laughs> I was at oh, Office man. Depot when all that went down. And I she said, was shot oh, up. so Johnny was giving her the D, huh? 
Johnny was handing over mm. some that was amazing. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. And I, I again, I agree with Terry. Hi, Terry. But Camille again was on fire. You know, that's mm. my girl. I'm like, I'm standing for Camille. I'm like, ready to write a Yelp review she on her law page. Yeah. Like, I didn't even work with her. But um, five stars seems like if you need something, Camille is your girl. Also, oh, oh, I saw that everybody was wishing the Jewel Monkey happy anniversary. I don't know what anniversary it I is. Don't know but either. Happy anniversary, Nicole. Happy anniversary. I didn't yeah, know she I had one. Yeah, I in the chat. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was like way earlier. I don't know if it's her and her boo things anniversary or maybe like the anniversary of her business but i've seen it i didn't get a chance to type it but i figured since i was on the phone i'd go ahead and shout her out and just say hey boo happy anniversary <laughs> but yeah it's just it's it's just so lackluster i don't even have like there is no comments that i can give because i was just not into it i'm like this is boring it's repetitive yeah, but the one yeah. thing that i did notice is it just me or does anybody else happen to realize that a lot of Amber's witnesses, like between Io and Rocky and even her sister, they all use a lot of the same verbiage. Even the acting coach, you know, the trailer was disheveled. It was, you know, everybody noticed that the, you know, everybody, you would think that if you've got three different people looking at one bad scene, you would notice different aspects of the room. You know, you would notice the paint being, you know, damaged on the wall. I would notice the light fixtures. Terry would notice the toppled over furniture. Everybody always mentioned the same thing. Was I the only person who noticed that? No, I think so too. I noticed the same kind of I mannerisms in the way they talk. I was like, yeah. I was just like, okay, so yeah, this low-key kind of sounds scripted as hell. But it just, I'm I'm over Amber. Like, you know, I just, uh, look, I'm willing to put Amber back on stage just so Camille can go at her again. Like, <laughs> if it ain't Amber up there, I don't even really want to watch too much of anything else. Like, yeah, I wonder I if she's just, coming back. So I wonder if she's coming back. She was the perfect person, I know, everybody's I asking if Johnny's, yeah, everybody's asking if Johnny's coming back. And I'm like, well, shoot, if Johnny comes back, that'll be interesting too. But these video depots are killing me. I was talking to Hope this morning on Discord. And I was like, please tell me that today is the last day of the video depot. And she was like, nah, girl, I think you still got two more. Internally, I started crying. I was literally on my way to work internally crying because I was like, I'm not going to make it. These video depots are killing me. And they're so choppy. And it's like, what are you chopping out that's right. not being shown? Just like you said with Ellen, we literally got 11 minutes of it, and then that was it. And it's like really abrupt stuff, too. Like they're not even smooth. Yeah. It's, like just, it's just no contact. Yeah. No contact. And just stop it. And then Kitty Cat Lady is like, all right, our next depot, last name, S-M-I-T-H. Mm-hmm. It's 20 minutes. And we're like, okay, but what happens to the last one? Like, where's all the rest of the context in the last one? But I don't know. It, it's just, again, it's so very lackluster. And you said at the end of the month is when their time is up and the jury is going out to deliberate. Mm-hmm. Is that what it is? Yeah, they, well, they have, I thought they had, on the 27th, what is it, guys? On the 27th, it's the closing statements, I think they said. I have the PDF. I think okay. on the 27th, the closing statements, they had, I forgot how much they have, how much time they have left. I thought it was 15 hours or something, 16 hours, Amber's people. And then I guess to redirect, I guess they have eight hours or something like that. Somebody in the chat can correct me some of the times. But I mean, the way they're flying through it. I'm struggling now. The way they're flying through it, maybe I know, it might be that but long. I'm, I'm 
I'm struggling. Remember, I told you I absolutely love you, but I hate that you got to be invested into this. And now I'm starting to like, I'm starting to dip because these damn video it's a drag. Like, this thing is a male's fault. It's a drag, and it's longer. This is why mm -hmm. I'm just like, and I notice your face, and you're just like, God damn. Bro, I'm like but tuning up. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. I'm just sitting there at work, and I'm just like doing things. I kid you not. Because those defos were running in the background today while I was trying to catch up on some paperwork, that has probably been the most productive I've been at work all week, listening to them damn defos <laughs> in the background because I was not interested. And that is absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. But, yeah, I just wanted to call you and let you know that it's just, you know, I'm hanging in there with you. You know, Thank you. I appreciate Facebook, it. And I'm like, I feel like Mel is telling, like, hey, Cheeks, go to Facebook. Like, I hear you in the back of my head, like, go to Facebook, go to Facebook. And I'm like, damn. <laughs> I think I might have to go ahead and support him on Facebook too now. But well, you, the, you know, I'm, I'm hanging in there with you. Yeah, if you check out the small clips, okay, that helps well, out. Like I'll hit a like or whatever. I'll, I think I, I I know I've messaged you on Facebook before, and I'm pretty sure I've liked the page, but I haven't okay. been on Facebook. I already told you I'm so anti Facebook. It's just literally to keep up with family, and that's pretty much it. So I have yeah. to go in and go check, but. Today's just been lackluster. I, I'll give it to Amber. At least she gave me some productivity. She put the fire underneath my ass to get some paperwork done today for work. But otherwise than that, well, I really wasn't interested. I was struggling. And, you know, the highlights, again, I feel like for the week was Camille. Camille came in like Camille, Tyson. Yep. Knocking bitches out left mm -hmm. and right. Swinging. Right. So it is what it is. But I'm going to let you go. Okay. Hi, well, thank Pat. you. I just wanted to, you know, call in and whatnot. And like I said, Nicole, happy anniversary. Not in, not sure what anniversary it is, but again, happy anniversary, baby. Happy anniversary. Thanks, Cheeks. All right, Mel. Not a problem. Have a good evening. You too. All right, bye. 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 Great call, as always. Uh, two oh one. Let me get through these couple of calls. Don't put the number out anymore. I'll just take whoever calls in, and then we can end it because I want to get some stuff done. Two oh one. How you doing? Where are you calling from? Hello. Is that me? Yes, that's you. How you doing? Mel, how you doing? Hey, who's this? This is Lisa G. Oh, yeah, I remember you. A.K.A. Lisa Lily Garino. We've spoken a few times. You've sent Super Chats today, too, right? I think I saw you. Yeah, yeah, you sent Super Chats. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Look at all these cacaroches, man. Cacaroches, man, it's paper. My blood pressure was sky high. I was just getting angrier and angrier and more and more annoyed with each person. Just so obnoxious and either, like, the acting coach, she seemed really sweet, like she got real swindled by Amber, like, real swindled hard. Mm -hmm. And everyone else just seems like pathetic, money-hungry, arrogant jerks that just are along for the ride trying to get a paycheck. I can't imagine the jury not seeing how obvious it is. Uh, just, ugh. And then, like, I was really behind because I got my daughter and I'm running around a little bit. And I just kept fast-forwarding through because it was the same thing over and over and over. And I'm like, why am I going to get my blood pressure all high going over and over and over and over? This? The same yeah, thing. it's very repetitive. It's just, I mean, so repetitive. And and I, then, I just... But, like, my father is an extreme borderline case. So I could totally see him 
doing something like she has done. I have, you know, his family is all very similar. We don't talk to his side of the family at all, most of us. He didn't even know his his brother passed away. That's how much we don't talk to his yeah. side of the family because they're all like that. And if you can imagine growing up with a lot of family members like Amber Heard, it's exactly oh, how you would think. And it's wow. by the grace of God, I have had God over my shoulder. And I sought out um, therapy starting at the age of, I forgot if it was 18 or 20, and now I'm 36. And what I've kind of therapy? Put that, Just you like, know, like a psychologist? Or? Uh, talk therapy and also psychiatry to try to calm down my, um, I'm diagnosed with generalized um, anxiety and severe depression. But I kind of feel like I had, like, a certain type of borderline. I could get into all this stuff because I've done so much research and been, you know, seen a lot of different therapists because of insurance, you know, changing and, you know, whatnot. But, um, and plus, uh, one of my sisters is a social worker and also studied, you know, obviously has had a lot of studies, graduated from NYU, master's and all that. My other sister he's like my dad and refuses to get any kind of help. And that's been also, you know, majorly stressful. And my biggest reason for getting therapy was all the gaslighting, gaslighting mm. and thinking I'm crazy and I'm the problem. And then coming to the realization of, Oh my God, a lot of this really isn't me. But then the figuring out the coping skills to deal with all of it, has been a whole thing and having to separate from family members, you know, even though I didn't want to. And then coming back and dealing with it, having my daughter, I, you know, I got really close to my mom and then, try, you know, got really close to my sisters again. And then now I'm not talking to my sister who refuses to get help because she is just causing mass chaos. And I just refuse to deal with it right now as a mom. And I'm also finally on a medication after taking something called a genetic test. And Mel, this is so important for your viewers who are thinking about getting help or thinking about figuring out how to cope with whatever they're dealing with. Um, there is something called a genetic test that nobody tells you about. Some insurances um, cover it, a lot don't, but it is such a important tool to invest in yourself if it's not covered. It tells you what medications will definitely not work for you, which medications might work for you, and which medications will not work for you. And I was on a medication for seven years that I just found out was definitely not working for me. And they don't do this because they, you know, there's the you know, the money that goes into pockets of these, of these places just for giving you these medications. And, like, there was a time where I lost a job because a medication really affected me badly. And it can be a roller coaster trying to figure out, you know, how to get help. You have to go, you know, you go through a couple therapists until you find the one that you feel comfortable with. It's a journey, and, it, and you have to put yourself first. You have to, you know, just like they say in Alcoholics Anonymous, you have, I know, mom. Oh, we're not going to the doctor, honey. We're just pulled over for a second, sweetheart. 
you know, is, you is have that to genetic test? Is that that's a DNA test? Like, it, how does that work? Like, you what do you go it's, ask it's for? A, it? It's an oral swab. That was a swab, yeah, for your it's DNA. Swab, you, you asked for it because I had found out about it, like through just you know talking to someone outside of any of these places, which is ridiculous. I've gone to so many different places, and the first time I heard of it is almost twenty years into my therapy journal journey. Like ridiculous. It should be the first thing we do. But, like, I've even had my psychiatrist admit that, no, we don't, be, we don't really suggest it because this or that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, ugh. Like, there's a lot of stuff that goes on that makes it so much harder for people to get help and get the right help. It is just, it is just it's difficult. But it is worth it. Because I am finally at a place in my life at 36 years old as a mom when it's so necessary to have my head on straight that I'm finally out of the fog of all the different emotions, you know, of, you know, feeling guilty and then feeling like I'm doing this wrong and then feeling like I don't understand why this person's mad at me and am I, what is wrong with me, me, me? I'm finally, like, all the bad feelings that made it harder to see through what was actually the problem and what wasn't what's reality and what's not it's so confusing and sad and and you know anger is an easier feeling to deal with than than sadness that is why you know a lot of people will go into that anger as opposed to the sadness i was a crier 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 and it caused so many problems and then also it affects your health so bad um after I got on this medication and I was able to see, okay, mama, we'll get some chicken nuggets. Okay. Um, after I got on this medication, I'm able to see really, really clearly what was going on in my relationship with my daughter's father. I was able to see, like, wow, I'm really being gaslit again. And I have to make sure that I take care of myself first because I am, I am her mom now. I, you know, this is, I feel so important i feel my self-worth and you know it's sad that it took me till i'm 36 and all this time but you know i finally you know after four and a half years i made the decision to end the relationship and i've been very clear about everything and as hard as it was because i don't want to not be with him but he refuses to get the help he needs or see that, you know, he's in the wrong in a lot of places and he's put me through a lot. So I can't sit here at 36 and he's 36. I can't sit here and, you know, get dragged down with him and and have that affect me and my daughter and hear my daughter say, Mommy, no cry. No, 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 that's not happening. No, we're not having that. I have to put myself first and I had to end it. I've lost almost 15 pounds in... Hey, there you go. Sometimes the meds can make it hard to lose weight. Or they can put it on. Sometimes the weight is kind of, I mean, the medications make it hard to lose the weight. Right, right. But, like, it it can also cover up a lot, and a lot of stuff could still be going on underneath the medication. So you still have to really be, like, on top of everything. And it's so important. Like, my blood pressure skyrocketing, heart palpitations. I had to go on a blood pressure medication as well. Like, it's so not worth, like, just 
constantly going through the cycle of like hoping to make things better and then being let down and the guilt and in my fault and the, it's just better to say, you know what, if you're not down to go along for the ride, that is my happiness and my peace and my daughter's happiness and her peace, then you can get out the car and find somebody else and go see what real crazy is. Because <laughs> real crazy is out there. Go ahead and the next, the next girl could be Amber Heard and, and, and see how that is. But, you know, well, I just, it. you know, I feel like for the people that are looking for help, check out that genetic test first. Make the investment in yourself. Even if it's things you don't want to hear, it's so much better to just face that truth and get through to the next spot, acknowledge it, and make that journey. Because I, right now I am happier and the beauty shines outside as well as within. Like... Hot Mill Summer this year is what is happening. And thank you so much, Mel, for having me on. And thank you for your coverage and for the Tony Montana voices. Tony Montana. And putting the, the laughter in it. Like, it's been great. And I, to everybody in the chat, like, what's up, guys? You guys are awesome. It's been so great. I'm mean, looking forward to everything else, regardless of what Takaroches are on the stand. Cockroaches, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate the support, and uh, I'm glad you're getting over that stuff. I, I, I've been dealing with shit too, like just health stuff that I kind of started finally yeah, fixing and stuff. You know, so um, yeah. But yeah, thanks for calling. I appreciate it and supporting and watching. Thank you, Mel. I'll talk All right. to you soon. Absolutely, thanks. all the time. All right, all right bye. 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 Uh, let me take this person to before uh, four four three. Four four three. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing? <laughs> Hola, buddy. It's Nicole. Oh. Nicole. Oh, the jeweled monkey. The jeweled monkey. What's up? Thanks for calling. I had to call in. You have a, a nice <laughs> website. I know you have. You might have told me about it. I don't know, but I never saw it though. It's nice. Very nice. Oh, thanks. No, yeah. I always post in Discord like things I'm working on, or like, oh, hey, look what I burned myself with today. You know, funny stuff mm. like that, but. Yeah, I just, you know, that night that you left us hanging and you dropped us kids off that we called, it was me, Terry, and Chief. Oh, yes, yes. We just bonded. You did? <laughs> and Good. it was just like, yeah, it was just like we talked for hours. My husband kicked me out of the room and <laughs> kid woke up and it was just, you know, it was great. It was it's just great. We've been close ever since. So they, those two girls are just literally the sweetest. And I have to say, they just gave me goosebumps and talking about me on air. So I love you both very much. And everybody on Discord, so. Amazing. Amazing. I'm glad you called. What did you think yeah. about today? Um, well, it was like, it was my anniversary, so it was our 10-year wedding anniversary. Oh, happy anniversary. Um, so Congrats. 10 years. Amazing. Hey. You guys are doing, that's right? really Nobody's good. Right? Nobody's dead. <laughs> yeah. We're in court. Yeah, so. yeah. That's good. <laughs> um, we woke up and, and went and bought a dishwasher. So, and then mm. had just been running around. We went and got margaritas and tacos for lunch hey. and then had to go to this kid's math event at school. Now we're back home. So, you know, nice. grown up old people things. Good. But I did catch Ellen. Um, mm. What's <laughs> what you think about mess? Ellen, man? Like, I mean, a woman scorned that long, seriously? <laughs> like, come on. <laughs> You had it for a couple months, but you, you got to hold on to it that long. 
she's that's just not right. There's nobody that just dates or screws somebody for a couple months and 25 years later they're just like still like hey eh, throw a bottle at me you know yeah like, yeah come on i don't been moved on from that shit that's crazy. wild mm-hmm. that's wild but i was gonna call in the other day but i was working on these money clips um the one thing i did want to mention that i totally just lost my mind on was the whole raquel thing now i mm. sent carrie all these pictures all the information all the stuff i dug up on her this chick, oh, you can tell if she's lying for a couple reasons, okay? First of all, if you ever have had a jewelry or bead show, do you ever set up your necklaces the night before and then put them in a car and drive? No, because they're going to end up to be a hot mess. That's like mm-hmm. my Elle Woods moment. Like, no, you just don't do that, first of all. Second of all, if you look at that picture, this is a necklace stand that was on a counter that got flung into a wall, right? If you look over the couch, there's a, there's a lip over that couch, which is like an alcove or a, I don't know, whatever they have in the house. What can we see? What can I see the picture? There's no way. Yeah. Did you post this? Um, the picture or, from the testimony. Yeah. I took a screenshot of it. I can send yeah. all this to your Instagram. Like I okay. sent it here. So, okay. um, there's a lip over the couch. If this thing went from a counter to a wall, there's no way there was two, two picture frames still on that lip. Perfect. Sitting upright, no cracks, no falling over. It would not have landed broken in half straight upwise behind a pillow with just a few necklaces messed up. And then one necklace completely perfectly placed around the picture frame. Lies. There's just right. no way. It's ridiculous. I got to see that picture. Second yeah. of all. Go ahead, though, yeah. Yeah, second or third. This is not this girl's first radio because the other airhead, snotty-looking, dark-haired lady <laughs> that was depoted yesterday. She was at Raquel's show, which was literally the next day. There's an Instagram post that I found of Raquel's show the next day, perfectly fine. Nothing's destroyed, and her and the snotty girl are there together. So, you know, this is not her first rodeo. She's got crap she's stringing together. Now she's, she had to change her Instagram name, so she's got a whole new Instagram. And she's not even really making jewelry, man. She's just stringing beads together and then buying crap oh, from China nah. and reselling it. Oh, hell yeah. Nah. That's a big business for oh, yeah. buying and reselling so, stuff. But yeah, just they're just yeah, it's just yep. repackaging, buying low, selling higher, making a profit. Exactly. Hmm. Exactly. So I was like, I busted this wide open, but I was going to call mm. the other day. I didn't have time. Yeah, when you have a chance, send me those images so, so we can take a look. Yeah, I'll put them to your um, to your IG messages. That's I think that's where I send you most everything. It'll come from the Jeweled Monkey. I don't have my. It's just my business page. But yeah, that's how I blew their testimony out of the water. Wow. All right. Well, yo, thank you for watching. I'm going to check out your website too. Maybe I'll order something from there. Oh, I appreciate it. This is very sweet. It's just like when people appreciate my art, I love that more than even selling things. It's just, (laughs) you know, nice. makes me happy. All right. Well, thanks for listening to me rant along. Hi, everybody. Thank you for the support. Yeah, of course. I will send you that stuff later. Okay, sounds good. Bye. All right, bye. Bye. Amazing. Okay, yeah, just do some calls. I think that's it. Now we emptied it out. Um. I'm trying to like think in my head all the shit I gotta do. But uh, yeah, I think we're good. I think we're done. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. If you can hit like. On the way out, oh, did I make sure I got all the 
Make sure I didn't miss anything. I think I got everything. Laura, thank you for becoming a member. Malv Deuce, thanks for becoming a member on uh on YouTube. Catherine, thank you for the super chat. Says, is JD taking a stand and more witnesses coming? I heard that he might retake the stand. I don't know how that works, but Malv Deuce, thank thank you for the bids. Casco, have a great birthday, Mel. Buy yourself a mega pint. You're amazing. Thank you. Lori became a member. Thanks. Sue Thomas, appreciate your coverage. Happy birthday. Did anyone ever wait? Did anyone ever see Elaine Barkin and Al Pacino in the movie Sea of Love? No, I did not. Martin, thank you for becoming a, a subscribing on Twitch. <laughs> That's true, BL. I got a bunch of stuff already actually coming up planned with that. Um, but yeah. Yeah, you guys have a good weekend. We'll see what happens. Take care. Peace. Adios. Hit like on the way out.